0: Toku fans are easy, and the wrong figure arts are released for retail. RR
1: Season 7. Yeah we are still here. Uh, Hello welcome to R.R. Season 7, Episode 29.
2: Angry Parts getting all the mileage out of him it's so easy you just have to use the word bird but mispronounce it like they do it's so easy mm. I had—I I don't remember what it was <laughs> but I had another one earlier in the day and I forgot it and I refused to have bard as the word so I was <laughs> like trying, there's just too many it's I, just so easy
1: I want like a picture of his face like as an angry bird <laughs> angry, but,
2: I mean, it works so well honestly he's just always mad I'm really mad because my people are racist, (laughs) and they all wear really crappy horse heads that were bought at the dollar store, (laughs) like, hashtag Toku.
1: (laughs) They made an appearance again and I was all, oh god.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the Jumans. Who knows? We'll probably just use it here now. That's what we're doing. I feel. I, I would love to see like some sort of Earth, whatever Earth it exists, where Disney still has PR, just to see what they would have done with Torin, like the way we did Doggy Kruger and stuff. Yeah, that would have been neat. They could have assimilated him into the Commander Birdie race. Commander Bardie. boom, filing it away. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell anybody. No one's listening. Uh, mm. Classic Bard. It's like, how is it so hard to say, like, bird? <laughs> I feel like you're just dealing with zegafy constantly. Fleeb. <laughs> no. Bird. Bird. Bottle. No. There's no O at the end of everything either. <laughs> like, where did that come from? I just don't understand. I want to know. But anyway, uh, what ups? What up? No, 1-Ups, um. not 1-Ups. <laughs> this is in Earth 3. <laughs> in Earth 4, it's that What's we He's never left that phase. Uh,
1: I feel like that was... It would be a joke the Flash would
2: make, to be honest. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. There's probably a Harry that comes from that Earth. <laughs> There's a Harry that comes from all Earths. Um, really? Just Pokemon? Okay.
0: Um...
1: Yeah, that's, honestly, it, uh, is, is Pokemon. I haven't got anything else. I have an HLJ box here, but I haven't opened it yet. So, uh, that had a whole, like, shit ton of stuff, because it was, like, three weeks in the making. So, <laughs> uh, that has, like, everything that came out, uh, between, like, the GeoChanger final, and then all the way up until this weekend. Uh, With like the Gashikon Sparrow and the Chambara Gashat and stuff like that. So basically everything Bandai that came out between then and then is in that box. Um, Plus a really cool Pokemon statue of red.
2: And... Red, no, th- um, no, red. Red. red, red. Th- Sorry, <laughs> like there's no O. Just get that out of your mind right now. Is that why they're all the mechas are called whatever O? Is that why they're just getting ahead of the game? Like, <laughs> like, the game. like you know, we're gonna do it anyway.
1: <laughs> uh, and like anything Digimon related that I had back ordered was uh, in there. I finally managed to get the Dogachmon figure and the three pairing sets. Um and then I need to decide if I want to continue the figures or not I wanted to at least get Bomb before I decided so I don't know if I'm going to continue those or not but Jesus. um but yeah I think that's it there might have been some other stuff in that box I don't know like I said I haven't opened it yet so <laughs> uh, um... yeah that that's it just, just doing my Pokemon's journey
2: Uh, mine's not that much different. Like, I don't... My HLJ box is on the way. I don't know if we get mail on Thanksgiving. I don't know if that's a thing or not. Like, I didn't even know you could get Amazon boxes on Sundays. I didn't even know that was a thing.
1: Yeah, UPS delivers on Sundays, apparently. Yeah.
2: I didn't know that. Like, it didn't used to be like that. Like, there's been, I think, two things recently that I... All of a sudden was here on a Sunday, and it surprised me. So, I'll either get it tomorrow or Friday, and that has a shit ton of stuff in it also. And, like... I think the only thing that I got HL Jade on, I don't even know if I did, because I don't know if it's out, is the, the Mewgimon. <laughs> Um, But, like, I didn't want to wait for everything else, like, mainly the Z-Ring and stuff, for one little yellow guy. I'm like, you know what, you can wait for, like, Amazon or whatever oh, in the hell is in December. that's
1: in that box, I want it now.
2: What, Mujimon? <laughs> no, the Z-Ring. <laughs> like, dude, I was just talking about how lame he is. No, but like, uh, but like, I think I don't know if that came out yet because it's hard to tell. Because like, HLJ has the tentative release date basically of the same system as GameStop. Of like, they just put it to the thirty-first, so I don't know whether it was supposed to have come out or not. But I wasn't about to wait. I'm just gonna like put him in with like December's box. Um, but yeah, uh, that's pretty much been my week too. Is like. It was kind of an obnoxious <gasps> date for Amazon. Oh God, it's happening. It was um, every other time, but right the now. the uh,
1: Hana and Leon are running around attacking each other, and some and idiots shit, in the shit, project. Shit just keeps falling down, and Cap tried to scare him into stopping, and it didn't work. It usually does.
2: That was a pretty pathetic attempt to sort of boo. Like uh, they're just probably like, the fuck was that now? <laughs> more confusion than anything honestly Is <laughs> that a just uh, a retired ghost <laughs> like, <I don't>... <laughs> uh, uh,
0: <laughs>
2: uh, what time did your uh your games arrive from amazon
1: um it was about one fifteen, one thirty. it's not bad 30. i'm not sure
2: what time mine arrived it had to be sometime after two but i'm not sure after that like, I was full-on Scott Pilgriming it. And, like, you know, I would pretend I wasn't anxious, and I'd be, like, sitting here at the computer drinking coffee and be like, oh, I'm going to go refill my coffee. And then I'd open the door like a little kid, thinking, oh, maybe I heard something. And, like, <laughs> I kept doing that because, like, they'll ding-dong ditch. And so I was thinking, well, maybe that was a knock. And I kept doing that for a really long time, and then I finally decided to stop because they were still doing construction. And, like, they could probably see me keep opening my, whipping my door open like I was doing a surprise or something. And so... Uh, I think it was around 4 or maybe 5, it was like, I was about to take a shower. I'm like, before I take a shower, I should probably take this trash out. Um, And, like, I went to take the trash out, and it was there. And, like, I, they must have not knocked or rang, or it was really quiet. Because my desk is right by the front door, So, and I, I was there, like, the whole day. So, that was kind of shitty. I don't think it, I was waiting that long, but still, like, I was so anxious, and it could have been sitting there for, like, two hours, just outside my door, not being played. And then I think I made a joke last week about how if I chose Rowlet, it was probably going to end up being female because I was so worried about Popplio. That's exactly what happened.
1: Yeah, I had to Uh, do that, too, because my uh, Litten was female. And I was like, yeah, no.
2: (laughs) Sometimes it doesn't make a difference. But I I was I named it Ali like Ollie, But, you know, so it didn't work (laughs) the other way. So I'm like, this isn't going to work for me. And I
1: I felt really uncomfortable having, like, a giant, muscular, like, hairy wrestler as a female.
2: It was was basically the gym teacher from Scary Movie, honestly, if that (laughs) would have happened. Uh, so I, and of course, I didn't save in that minute after you save Cosmog, so it has the longest intro of all time. So, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna do this tomorrow. Because, like, I was kind of pissed. Um... So I didn't want to come in from a bad mood. And then Saturday, I was kind of busy, so I didn't get to play it at all. And then when I did have time to play games, I, I wound up actually just doing a bit of Infinite Warfare because they were doing double XP, and then Overwatch because they had a uh, free weekend or whatever, and like that was time-sensitive. So I finally went to t- sat down Sunday. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go for Poplio male. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and And again... I forgot to save before the Cosmog part. So I went through Sun and Moon's, like, million-year intro three times, and I finally got my Oliver Queen. But we're we're getting there. But um, it's a lot of fun so far. How far are you on it? Um,
1: I just got to the third island.
2: Okay, that's about... I'm just about to fight the last kahuna of... I mean, the last kahuna. The kahuna of second island. Not the last one forever, but... Uh... It's it's weird, it's harder, to, not harder to track progress, but weirder, because I don't know anything, because I, I haven't looked up anything on Cerebi or anything, and I don't have my guide, so, like, I don't know where I'm going, which is kind of nice.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's
2: um, like, because usually, I would have looked at the guide and be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to this town, this is that route, this is where these Pokemon are, I'm like, no fucking idea.
1: Because it, like, normally, with, like, gyms and stuff, it's easy to track progress, but now you're in a situation where, like, oh, I'm at the third island, but... Who knows how long it is between the third island and the end of the game.
2: (laughs) Yeah. It it could zip
1: by or it could be
2: forever, I'm not sure. Yeah, like, right now, between islands 1 and 2, it seems to be at a pretty even pace. Um, I mean, I guess 2 is probably be longer than 1, because you only had one thing to do, but maybe because of all the intro-y stuff, it seemed longer. Mm -hmm. And people are stopping you a lot more often. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it's a nice pace, because, like... One thing I liked about X and Y at the beginning was the long gap between the first gym. It was like almost joke worthy, but I liked it. But then all of a sudden it was like, here, just take the rest of the gym badges. And I threw them at you like a stripper. Like it was just too fast. So I I like the differences and everything. Um, I feel like uh, there because I've seen people say, oh, there's more Pokemon than ever, like in terms of uh, like the amount you find. But I feel like that was more true for X and Y. Maybe it's just me. like like every time i thought i was done with an area they'd be like boom bag on boom whatever in the hell i'm like for fuck's sake Or, or at least maybe they popped up more frequently like um you know i could be searching in an area forever and then spot somebody i didn't know was there after being there for like 45 minutes yeah um so i don't know but I kind of wish that they gave you the, like, the little seal of approval to let you know you got everybody in that area instead of just, like, (coughs) a general wide net.
1: Yeah, I really miss that.
2: (laughs) It discourages you because I'm like, oh, I'm almost done. Let me check it. And then, like, it opened up a shit ton more when I accessed more of the island and it was all blank again. Like, it just helps you track it more. Have you had any um, random Pokémon that are just a bitch to catch?
1: Oh, God, yes. Like, a lot uh, of them like I had an Oracorio that Oh yeah
0: the electric not, one was a bitch. would
1: not fucking stay in the wall like I was using it was ultra the worst balls, and it still wouldn't uh, get captured it was Yeah horrible. it
2: was the worst I had the same thing and of all things the longest fight I've had with was a magby <laughs> uh, it would not catch and at the end of the battle with that particular magby I wound up catching a magmar that it brought in I was like oh that's good because that'll be rare probably so I'm like jokes on you bitch and I knocked it out and took the Magmar and had to come back and have another like 45 minute long encounter with this Magby so <laughs> it's, it's like random and I wish not all Pokemon could call help it's honestly obnoxious
1: yeah it, it's something that I, I like because I think it's neat but when you get caught in like a cycle it becomes the most obnoxious thing in the universe. I was hunting for a Ranguru, and I found one, and it was female. I was like, well, that's just kind of weird. And I went to catch it anyhow, and I accidentally killed it. So <laughs> Killed it with I'm, the Pokeball. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just... like, okay, let's not use that Pokemon to try to capture it. So I switched out. It took me over an hour to find another one, and oh, that one was also female. So I just said, you know oh. what, fuck it, I'll catch it. So I got it down to low health. It called for help. Oh. It called, and it was a Trumbeak, and I had a Bug out. So I'm like, well, okay, fuck, whatever. And I just used Spark, and I instantly killed the Trumbeak. It spawned, I swear to God, eight or nine Trumbeaks before oh, I was able to capture the Oranguru. I got like 500 something experience for a catch of Oranguru. Yes. <laughs>
2: It's obnoxious. That was the way the Magby was. Not quite to that extent, but it, it got through three Magbys in the Magbar. It was, like, ridiculous. Like, I kind of wish that they would designate, like, one or two quote-unquote special Pokémon for each area that could do it, but not everyone. Because I also don't know why you can't just throw a Pokéball when there's two of them. Just don't end the battle. Yeah. Like, if I want to catch this Magby, then leave the Magbar on the field and I'll finish fighting it, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just it makes no sense also last little side note I like how this game has done probably one of the most ever of like fixing a lot of little small annoyances but yet the couldn't get away thing still exists <laughs> I hate that especially when you don't have a Pokemon out in the field it's like can I just run <laughs> like just take off full speed I promise I can do it uh, I just think it's annoying All couldn't right. get away Yes, I could. I promise. Watch trips. Oh, well, you're right. Overestimated my running skills. But yeah, that's been Pokemon update with Brian and Dawson. <laughs> Stay tuned next what, week for the play-by-play.
1: What's your team right now?
2: Hmm. Um. Well, obviously, or or, or not way. Uh, the second one, which I held off on evolving until like level 25. Um. <laughs> I, I actually had a Young Goose for quite a while. Uh, because I didn't know you couldn't catch um, the dog Malia, I named it Malia so I can't remember his real, Rockruff Rock Ruff. Uh, I like. I thought you'd be able to catch it right away so that was, it, my plan got fucked and I felt kind of bad for him because everyone's calling him Trump, but oh, yeah. he makes a terrible case for himself <laughs> he's the creepiest Pokemon ami ever, um, and it gets worse when it evolves into gumshoes because he laughs like a maniacal villain when you pet him, so he's gone now um I have, actually, I have a Trumbeak for a bit. He's probably going to get phased out, but it ended up doing better than I thought. Um, Bug because it, it honks. Is it just me, or is it noise honk? <laughs> I think it is, yeah. and it's
1: adorable. It's, it's like, like, amazing. I, I feel really bad, because, like, I love Litten, and Torracat was great. It Mine just evolved, but, um, like, Bug is my MVP, like, it's seriously like, it's just... my best friend in that game. <laughs>
2: <laughs> They're both both Grubbin and it are adorable and on me, but like it's just so great. Like you you take it out and it's like <laughs> magic school bus is coming in direct shit. Um, let's see what else because I, I kind of had a bunch of rotating for a while because I love that system. So I can I have a actually a cutie flies evolution on my team right now, which is it's like two bugs. So I probably need to rotate it out, but it actually does pretty decent. And um, I have uh, Sanalit or whatever it's called on my team right now. And I'm like really debating about what my fire type is going to be. Because I really like its evolution and its it's, uh, ability and like its move pool. But I also kind of wanted Marowak. And I also just got a Litten through Wonder Trade. So I was debating about that too so I could name it Wrath. (laughs) But I also need to find a Ditto because I don't know how to breed anything without a Ditto because I'm an idiot. So I don't know about that. I don't know about my water type either. It feels like there's kind of a lack of water types from the new b- batch that I, I'd want to use.
1: Yeah, there's... I mean, off the top of my head, there's that arachnid
2: thing. But they already have, like, two bug types on my team, so that's not going to work. <laughs> like, there's the the arachnid thing. There's there's Wimpods, which I like both of them. But like I said, I have cutie fly and charge bug on my team right now so i can't have a third bug i'm doing a full ash but with bugs and there's wishy-washy
1: yeah i've got wishy-washy on my team right now he's really good until he gets low health like he he de-schools and then he just kind (laughs) of sucks
2: well the thing about that is is that i really like his design but Ever since the first games, I, like, refused to put fish Pokemon on my team because it doesn't make sense that they can battle outside of water. Like, it's a really dumb thing, but it (laughs) bothers me. Like, they're not just going to fly there. (laughs) I I know it's ridiculous because this is a Pokemon world and everything's crazy. But I'm like, this logic is stupid. So, like, that's why I didn't want to do wishy washy. I thought about the, the Pukumuku one. The little adorable... Cucumber dude that does like the BB8 thumbs up. <laughs> to Ash, I, I I might try him out. I I was also again debating like trying to get a poplio somehow, but I'm not sure. Like it, it's the same case I've run into with six Gen six and Gen five where there's just so many people I want to use and then it doesn't help. Uh, when you have the, all the xp systems so I've been able to rotate. Like I, I had Pickapec and Young Goose on there. Just as, hey, you're there, until I find Rockruff. And then, like, I kind of got attached to him until Young Goose creeped me out. But I'm <laughs> kind of attached to Trumbeak now. So, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I just kind of took canon. He's pretty cool. I don't know if he's going to stay on my team the entire game, but for now he's really cool, so...
2: Yeah, like, I just like the design, and, and they worked out fine. And and then you get to use them in me, and then you get more attached and, to these digital little thingies, so... I don't know. And, like, I still have people in the back of my mind, too, that aren't even, like, Water or Fire, like Ninetales. I want to do Ninetales. So. I want to do forgetting Nine Tails,
1: but I'm playing Moon. So. Oh, yeah. CS
2: Slash. <laughs> like, I keep forgetting, like, about people. So, I'm like, all right, I have this team. and right, How many is that? I'm like, oh, 11. That's not going to work. I was <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I'm factoring in the people. Because I decided to wing it, but I had, like, a general list of people flagged. But then there was people that I was allowed to keep in rotation, so, I don't know. It does It does seem, though, that maybe it'll get worse. No, I guess it's worse depending on the way you look at it. But, like, right now, it doesn't seem like I don't feel that overleveled. Even though yeah. it keeps it, that system.
1: Like, I'm in a weird predicament right now where there's times that um, I feel like I'm overleveled. Because, like, I'll battle a trainer and just, like, wipe the floor with them. But then yeah. there's, when I get to, like, the kahuna... Like, the the second Kahuna, I actually had a bit of a problem with. Despite having type advantages. Just because the levels were pretty even. So it's, okay, it's kind of all, all over the place. Yeah,
2: I know what you mean. Yeah, I haven't done that one yet. That's why I didn't remember it. <laughs> I'm like, just add it. Um, But yeah, I know what you mean. Like, uh, I've never in, had trouble with a trainer. But there's been a couple situations, like in the higher up things, where... But... And I can't remember if it like, because it's again hard to gauge progress. So I don't remember if at whatever equivalent of this point X and Y was if I was like this because I'm just remembering like the end of the game where it was like ridiculous, uh, like easy, like especially the Elite Four, which is usually at least a moderate challenge.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Especially when you go back and revisit old Cynthia <laughs> and that pulling your hair out battle Aqua Ring bitch. <laughs> um. So, I don't know, but I, I hope it keeps that kind of balance in, in some way, just because I really like having EXPL because it allows me to experiment with Pokemon and not feel like I have to stop and just do a bunch of random battles to feel what a team member would be like, and I can just, like, adopt a random team member for a couple hours, and it levels up to the rest of them, and I can try it out, which is also kind of a problem, because then you're like, oh, this is viable. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but then I then I have two bugs on my team because like it doesn't help that Cutie Fly's evolution is kind of decent, but also it's adorable, so you don't want to box it. <laughs> oh. uh, my my light. friend
1: has a shiny one, and it's pink oh. with a little red scarf, and it's the most adorable thing.
2: <laughs> it's adorable. <laughs> uh, lucky. But, what what's your team like other than uh Torcat and Charger Bug? <laughs>
1: Uh, Wishiwashi. <laughs> oh, yeah, Wishiwashi
2: said so that.
1: Uh, And, um, Duh, Oranguru. Oh,
2: yeah. Have you tried anybody that you, like, had for a bit and just ended up not being good?
1: Um, I had Munchlax for a while, just as filler space. Uh-huh. Uh, and... I feel like there's a couple and I'm just completely drawing a blank. I feel really bad about it. <laughs> um uh, let me open my game real quick. Here. I
2: mean they were your companions for at least number of minutes and you've already forgot about them. You know how it is. The only one I dropped off with gumshoes, who I might pick up again later after the game, but like everyone else's zombies was just cuter. I do kinda I was... like the uh Uh, the refresh system where it'll let you like tend to them between battles yeah because it's kind of quicker and it gives you points like if you don't feel like spending time with it even though like i tend to overspend time with it because i like the benefits
1: yeah i'm loving the benefits like my charger bug gets critical hits all the time and like stays alive it's great
2: like i didn't take advantage of it till like the last quarter of x and y and then i started from the beginning with omega ruby and alpha sapphire so everyone was ridiculous throughout Let's see, I had
1: uh, Alolan Grimer on my team for a bit. How was that? He was alright. He never really had intention of staying there. Uh, It was mostly just filler because I knew Incineroar was going to get the dark type, so I didn't really keep him around. Yeah. Um, (coughs) Mudbray was on my team for a little bit.
2: Bye, bye, Um, little
1: Sebastian. Oh, I do have a Rockruff right now. Uh, so, like, my team right now is Incineroar, Charge Bug, Rockruff, Oranguru, Wishiwashi, and Toucannon. Uh And that's really about it in terms of like, <coughs> excuse me, solid Pokemon. Uh, like I said, I had Grimer for a long time, and Mudbray for a little bit, and Munchlax for a bit. But um, other than that, that's really about it. Um, there's a lot of things I've wanted to use, but just haven't found, or missed, possibly, because I haven't really looked at what's located where.
2: Yeah, neither have I. I just kind of wander around aimlessly for hours.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I really want to use a Sand Slash since I'm playing Moon. Um, Alolan Vulpix is like one of my favorite Pokemon now, uh, but unfortunately (laughs) I'm playing Moon, so I can't really do that yet, but, um... I'll I'll get there eventually. So I want to use him, but I haven't found him yet. I don't think he's... I think he might be on the third island, maybe. Um... And, like, I want to use Alolan Marowak, but since this is my playthrough with Incineroar, I can't.
2: (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's kind of like mine, but, like, for the second type, because Decidue is going to have a ghost type, so it's like... yeah. Especially depending on how often uh, Cutie Fly and charger Bug are there at the same time, I just mm-hmm. don't want to turn full Ash.
1: <laughs> I, I like your your tweet about Ash's
2: ultimate
0: <laughs> <a little
1: deep.
2: laughs> team. What it's gonna be like? It's like three Orichor. X and I I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs>
1: uh, I do want, like, I want to use a Wimpod, but Charge Bug's like my bug. Yeah. see exactly. So, there's a, there's a lot of overlap Yeah. Uh, it, it, problems that I'm having, and, like, I don't mind doing a rotation, but I don't particularly want to rotate a whole lot when it comes to the same type of things. Like, yeah. I'd rather rotate into different types. So, yeah, that's, I think I'm going to save uh, Galisopod, or whatever his name is, and uh, Marowak and stuff for another
2: run, but because the only time I rotated types, I think, was when I did GoGo and Venusaur. Because it was like a weird case of I only want to use new people, but Venusaur was like half new, so it was like <laughs> kind of unfair. I'm like, look, you're taking a spot away from GoGo, so you're gonna need to rotate. I feel like both i feel like i'm running into it a little bit more this time right off the bat but both with this and x and y there's so many cool pokemon i liked but the the balancing of the types was so shitty because like you said they overlap and it's kind of annoying
0: mm-hmm.
2: like it made you i made it hard to build teams it made you hard. <laughs> it was like god this is so <laughs> difficult it's really <laughs> getting me going these type overlaps you know how it is <laughs> but like that would be frustrating like i wish that was a little bit more balanced but I'm enjoying it so far. I like I like the pacing of it. I do feel it holds your hand a little bit too much at the beginning. A lot of uh m- feel like more tutorial stuff than usual. Reminds yeah. me of the beginning of Zexel. What's defense position? For fuck's sake, this game's a million years old, you should know how to play it.
1: <laughs> I I like I wish there was a little bit of a middle ground. Like the yeah. option to skip certain things if you're an experienced player. Yeah. Uh but I don't know. It is what it is, I guess. But no, I, I completely agree with that. Like, it dragged a bit at the beginning.
2: Yeah. Like, I liked the pace in terms of the story slower, but not the, hey, here's a Z move. Let's go look at it right now, really slowly. It's like, no, it's okay. But, yeah. That's been the continuation of Pokemon with Brian and Dawson, <laughs> part two. Stay, Stay tuned with this for this game and not
1: having like red as an option for anything.
2: I know we're we're in Alola, and it's you know Hawaii. Why are there's no hoodies? That dude has a hoodie. The guy who you keep running into who's got the cutting edge haircut, who like he he was in the hotel in that one area that has a cloud nine, and, uh, and and like I walked in one of the rooms. Just <laughs> like, stuff. <laughs> like, like, cause I walked in the room, I'm like, oh, this is gonna be a cutscene, and you walk up to him, and he says, "Go away," and that's it. That's it. That's a real thing. Classic. That guy. I'm like, dude, I just want to know where you got your hoodie. It's all tank tops. You don't wear a tank tops when you're a Teen Wolf underneath. That's not how it goes. I,
1: I like. I for a while, I struggled to find a good T-shirt. <laughs>
2: I'm just wearing a black t-shirt. I'm the most basic bitch in Alola. I'm wearing a black t-shirt and shorts and a hat.
1: My my t-shirt has a chat-out on it right now.
2: You know, I was also thinking, like, because the customization is basically available fairly soon, I mean, granted, the intro is kind of long, but it's like the second town over. I kind of wish you could just customize your dude from the start. Yeah. Like, the, the appearance and, like, the haircut and stuff. Like, you can still do the official generic art so we always have a hey this is the protagonist from this generation but it would just be easier because it's just it's so soon i feel like maybe even maybe sooner than x and y i don't know it just seems like that's the way it should be oh
1: well, man this backpack has a
2: pikachu tail on it what hoodies like for real why is there no hoodies i love what i about x and y it's, i mean it was like only three hoodies and one of them was like banana bright yellow like, lemon, banana, like, two yellows in one. It was so yellow.
1: At, at this point, I'm just happy that I can take my hat off.
2: <laughs> That's true. I like the one guy with, like, the really fancy haircut. Just, like, it's so butler fancy. I don't even know how to describe oh, it. I had
1: mirrored sunglasses. I'm so hip. How come the only glasses
2: you can buy are horn rim glasses? I mean what happened to just regular glasses? Like
1: yeah, I'm at I'm at the third island and you can get mirrored sunglasses. I'm like, why can't I just get small glasses? Representation matters. (laughs) Now just I'm walking around looking like a giant nerd (laughs) (laughs) in my chat out t shirt and horn rimmed glasses. (laughs)
2: I love Pokemon. You're trying to steal (laughs) Pokemon collector Brian's identity. I mean, come on, that was just too good. Pokemon collector (laughs) Brian, collector with a Munchlax. It's like,
1: come on. (laughs) My friend told me that I was. I about died. I'm like, oh my god.
0: They know.
2: Like (laughs) it would have been kind of a funny thing in general, but, but just because it had a Munchlax, it was just too much. If I had Munchlax and a Scraggy, I would have been gone.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Like, much like Scraggy or Charmander or
2: something, I would have died. It would have been too scary, actually. Like, we probably should have called the police. Hello, police? They have my (laughs) Pokemon in the game. What? They made me in the game! I think it's going to try to steal my soul. Can you send a car? (laughs) So what are they going to do? I don't know. They have, like, spirit guns or something? I don't even know where I'm going with this. just riffing, and it's not working. It's not happening. So, I think that was the news. Yeah, because there really isn't
1: any except for the fact that, like, people found the Ninja Steel toys and, like, they're all awful or something.
2: I do find it hilarious that the explanation behind... Or, not explanation, but they said they're going to fix the Ninja Stars to not be as... look like the prototypes. And I like how they said they will become collector's items because they're limited. And, like... (laughs) The way that that spin sounded it sounded just like when people were spinning the finale like it was like the perfect <laughs> example for it apparently this is I know it's like different companies but like this has become the new just random nobody we worship is this Jason guy that works at wherever Saban he's the new Greg apparently he's just this random dude we all of a sudden have put up on a pedestal for some reason I don't know I'm just like oh let's just all of a sudden have employees we talk to now <laughs> I, th- I just thought that was funny it's like they become collector's items i'm like you mean you just rushed them out <laughs> like what happened
1: yeah i don't know because like they were like oh they won't look like this when it's uh released they'll have details and stuff on them and then like the first ones that we saw were from the morpher and the sword and they're the shitty looking ones and so it's like oh okay they didn't change anything these kind of suck and then Jason's like no we're fixing them these are collectors items and then like the next day or no it was it was even later that day uh Zio Red found the the Ninja Star packs and they have the the molded foam uh with the details on them and I'm like well damn that was fast yeah. <laughs> a couple hours and they're like we got
2: this shit under control a couple <laughs> weeks out or something it's just I don't know. Just so, it was yeah. it's random.
1: I'm I'm not really sure what that's about and why those ones it, it it's like the first set of chargers that didn't have the foil and they were big oh, yeah. packaging that came out and then they're like a oh, oh well, no JK we're doing hollow ones. Oh, well, no <laughs> eggs. <laughs>
2: <coughs> and so that's really... gonna be a of kind of a boring gimmick to follow. Like I like how another one I saw that said, Oh, we're doing it. Like, no sounds, so you could have more for less. I'm like, well, honestly, like, granted, the Ninja sounds weren't that exciting, but coming from, like, my brain now and as a kid brain, I would rather just buy one that maybe made some cool sounds than three things that look like Party City tokens.
1: I think, what, (laughs) Party City tokens?
2: Well, it looks like when you see, like, really cheap knockoffs at, like, Party City that have just stickers on them like that. Like, oh, they're Power Rangers throwing stars. (coughs) God, like, but we don't do sounds here. We've never done sounds. So it's weird I, territory. I think what
1: kills me the most is just that whole, like, legendary Power Star or legendary Red Star or legendary Team Star thing. Like, honestly, if the Morpher had phrases for, like, Zeo Red or, like, Power Rangers Zeo or something, I could feel like I could possibly buy into it. But just right off the bat, with the knowledge that these are only going to make one sound, no matter what one it is, you're left with this: Why do I care? Why should I bother? Just
2: there, quote unquote, look pretty.
1: And that's like exactly where I'm at. I think I might get the. I think there's a pack out that has, like, the SPD team in it. And I might get because that's my favorite season. But um, other than that, I. I'm gonna address it in the vlog I'm gonna record tomorrow, I think. But it's not looking good for me doing anything Ninja Steel related that's not figures, because I'm like, it was seriously just at the point where I don't care. Nothing is appealing. Nothing is cool. Nothing is making unique sounds or anything like that. So it's just kind of a big ball of who gives a fuck, really.
2: I'm really curious to see how the line turns out because Dino Thunder, Dino Thunder, sorry, Power Rangers Thunder, uh, (laughs) Dino Charge kind of burnt us all out. Like, and it's kind of funny because they had a lot of ground to cover, and then they added it. Like, they literally probably doubled it, tripled it in terms of the figures. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: But like, but Ninja just doesn't have quite as much. Like, so, and I, I actually think that the Chargers might have been the coolest variants they did of the since we started doing gimmicks, because even though I got sick of them, like, the different repaints were neat-looking and were more appealing than, here's more Ranger Keys because the fans won't shut up, and here's another sticker on this piece of flat plastic. But if this is for two years, just buying these random flat plastics, I, I'm kind of curious. Like, I would have loved to seen both shows get a line, but I'm curious if it was either or. What made them think, like, these flat discs are going to be more appealing to kids than potential trains that are based off past seasons, given mm-hmm. not only the popularity of trains, but popularity of things like hot wheels mm-hmm. like forever. Like, cause I would think that like, if you made like, not just what it's probably what they would do, but it would be cool if it wasn't just like what Japan did and just had trains with stickers on them on the side. Like if they literally made trains that were somehow molded after a Zord, yeah. I, I would buy into that. That would have looked cool. Um, so I'm just kind of curious what they thought there. Just, oh, because kids can throw them. Well, they can throw the trains too. <laughs> <laughs> like, it'll hurt more, but you know how it is. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just kind of curious about that and, and to see how they they fluff out this line in general.
1: Yeah, because, like, I mean, right off the bat, we're getting repainted Zords with the Rumble Tusk. And, like, that's a whole other thing because it's a fully repainted Megazord. It's not just a repainted zord it's a repainted megazord to get the zord and <coughs> one of the vehicles is a uh, repaint i mean that's we're used to that and but i mean just the fact that like with the ninja stars right off the bat series one we're already getting like reds and teams and i'm like well what are you gonna do in the future more reds more teams maybe six rangers and it's just it's a whole lot of fluff and yeah. i think i'm at the point with my budget and space that I'm like I don't want fluff I want substance and like there's no substance there especially with it not making unique sounds in the morpher so it's like fine I'll get my action figures and call it a day
2: well and I wish that if they were gonna fluff it out they would do it differently with like the zords and stuff like I wouldn't think it would be so bad if they did like individual zord releases you know instead of making it you know for the auxiliaries and then and then do the megazords later as a different thing and then that can add to like extending the line out but it doesn't make it a necessity.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It's just cuz it's curious cuz it's we're back to a season that's not a hybrid and also not a season where we have 10 rangers to do stuff with. So, I don't know. Let's I think that whether or whatever q Rangers gimmick might be the thing that has them deciding between that and geo because i think they're used to having gimmicks now
0: mm-hmm.
2: which is kind of frustrating cuz i would love to see them do Jojo. <laughs> exactly squeaky noise it's Like and it's weird <laughs> that we we we've never been in a position and we probably will never be in a position where they incorporate sounds like i'm, I'm curious to see like what if Key Ranger does a gimmick that's like the the lock seeds or the gashats where like sounds are like a huge thing about it, like, when they run into that wall. Because right now, we're at gimmicks. The only one we've had so far that has had sounds is this the Ninja Stars. But, I don't know. Toys, man. Toys. I yeah, that's pretty much the news.
1: I'm interested in finding out, like, um, how the line well, does. Yeah. Because, I, just based off of, like, the adult reaction from twitter and stuff it it's not too thrilling and so i'm really curious how the kids react to everything yeah so we'll we'll have to see
2: i'm also curious why the belts are silver on the three mmpr figures because they already made mmpr figures with the right belts
1: yeah that's a that's a big question mark but...
2: i'm still debating on whether weight or not like it's not something that would usually bother me, and it wouldn't bother me as much if this was the first time they came out, but they already did one, you know? Like, they mm-hmm. already made it. So, I don't know. It's weird. There's a bunch, a bunch of weird stuff going on, including my accent. <laughs> not a clue. Not a clue. But yeah, that's that's pretty much the news. The only other news was some rando was cast as the Ninja Steel mentor, and some rando kid was cast as young Brody. I've been where get, Red Ranger. Where can I get stuff? Uh, he's on Route 8. I only know that because mm-hmm. there was, like, that weird research facility that said, can you find a Stuffle on Route 8? And they're on <laughs> Route 8, so you just gotta walk out. It takes a while, though. It's weird, because Beware's design's grown on me, but I like Stuffle so much more, because Beware kind of creeps me out a little bit. <laughs> like, like the stories in the, the Pokedex entries, but also, he creeped me out in the anime. I, I want to see when I watch the dub, but, like, in the Japanese one, he creeped me out. It was weird because he gets this like murdery look on his face you'll see it's weird but yeah speaking of murdery looks now it's time for (laughs) superhero time (laughs) i mean we're still on the same level with what kevin's trying to figure out between what the sounds sound like (laughs) um so yeah did you watch georgia no damn it no i did um oh okay (laughs) If I can get through this. Granted, the conversation will be just as long, whether you watched it or not. It's...
1: I'm gonna assume you didn't. Or...
2: No, I did. I'm just saying, like, we yeah. usually don't have a whole lot to say. You know, it's like usually a few minutes. Um, just, stuff actually, happens. It wasn't I actually like...
1: really liked this one a lot? Um, I thought the choreography was pretty good, so that was always a plus. Um, but just the all the story elements that laid out was interesting we finally got like some backstory on like juland and how their system works they're apparently just all a bunch of racists
2: yeah uh, so they were like so murdering people in secret
1: <laughs> it's kind of like freaky when you think about it but
2: yeah
1: um it's kind of like
2: weirdly but... implied because like they only talked about that one case where he had escaped and accidentally fell but like they just kind of heavily implied that they basically just got rid of him yeah <laughs> so um They're like, like well, I,
1: I, I don't think that was the last time i'm like oh dear <laughs>
2: <laughs> my stars <laughs> like I, I like that like i wasn't expecting it i was expecting it to be a classic toku misunderstanding of some sort unless it is you never know like they could end up revealing it to be some sort of like oh we just sent him to go live at willy wonka's factory or something i don't know but like right now i'm glad that it's not some sort of misunderstanding like at the moment it seems like bard actually has a reason to not like the juman land and like want to keep him separate and
1: i Uh, also like how his like his reasoning like you said kind of like makes sense and it's actually like a noble reasoning yeah, and it's it's not like just a total like horseshit. Like, oh, they treated me like shit. I don't like them anymore, or something yeah, like that. So it's just like kind no, of they opposite. killed a dude, and you know, I like people. People are cool. I don't like this, <laughs> and so like his reasoning yeah. is completely valid. I mean, I think the way he's going about things is is kind of uh, extreme, obviously, but uh, it, it it's at least a cause that like makes sense and makes him more sympathetic as opposed to just being a giant asshole like he thought he was throughout most of the show so well
2: it's hard to tell because he only showed up twice and said no twice like that was it (laughs) no like i wish the storyline would would maybe veer more towards a, a dilemma specifically about whether or not to keep the gates open like you know oh Maybe he'll agree to just send, you know, the other four geodrs back and then leave it, like you know, close it after that. Like I kind of wish it would be more of a dilemma about that and about. I just don't want it to turn into a classic Toku, like oh, everyone's friends and connected. Like it's, you see what it... you see where I'm getting from where it's kind of <laughs> coming off like that from Yamato's side.
1: Oh yeah. Do you know what I mean? I mean? Well, I mean Yama- Yamato's been like that since the beginning.
2: Yeah, but I mean like, oh, not that he's acting out of character but I mean I don't want the plot to become like an overly preachy toku thing because Mm -hmm. it has potential to be sort of balanced like if they focus more on the aspect of whether they should keep the gate closed or maybe like figuring out who to put in charge in Julan so that that doesn't happen to humans but don't just make it like Like, a kumbaya situation at the end
1: I'd like to see it end like that to where the other four get to go back and they kind of make it their duty to try to Bring about a system relations. that Isn't like a bunch of racists It would be basically about like the equivalent Of trying to take down the Trump administration
2: Yeah like, so, with, their, I don't know But it'd be great <laughs> if we got along Because then we could fight julian together <laughs> like,
1: just, yeah. uh, so, Except instead of the KKK You have the people in horse masks So yeah. <laughs> Same oh, Same Same thing really I mean come on uh, but yeah, I I would like the show to kind of end like that, and then if you do like returns movies and the versus movies, you can kind of see their progress. Yeah, that would like be that. good. So, so I I like I'd be down for that. Um, I'm in in that kind of position where I'm afraid that the end game of the show's just gonna really suck.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm talking about.
1: Cause. Like, regardless of what happens with the actual, like, story with the Julian racists and stuff like that, it kind of boils down to the fact that the villains still don't have anything going on, and it's almost episode 40. Um, Yeah. Looking at the descriptions, I know uh, Kubar's gonna, like, do something with, like, when when he stole Bungle's hand to, uh, to... power stuff i don't know what he's doing exactly You know how but, it is uh i i think that's gonna happen in the next couple episodes so hopefully that kind of gets the villain plot going because right now i feel like like there's there's no end game in sight for them because their whole thing was just that genus just wanted to be entertained he didn't care yeah. about anything else Like, they're not there to take things over or capture something or find something. They're seriously just there because this guy is bored and he likes watching people suffer.
2: And it's not, like, in a kind of cool, disturbing way like Long's was. Mm -hmm. Where it was like, I've been alive so long, I just got tired of it. So I just fucked up both your lives since you were born. Um... Yeah, I didn't even... Well, I mean, I knew that, but, like, I didn't even think about it now in relation to the, the Julan stuff, where they've actually set up a more interesting conflict with the Julan than they have with the entire villain set. Like, both Nininja and Jyodra had weak villain presences, and the thing that Jyodra had for them is at least they feel like a larger threat, I mean, in terms of scale.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but ninjas at least had storylines happening. Like... um. There was a distinct storyline mainly for q but but uh, this q thing or whatever was the first thing of any kind that had happened. Right. So, it's kind of unfortunate. You sound like you're radioing in from a helicopter.
1: Can you give me one minute.
2: Right. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Oh, uh, what's the weather looking like out there, Brian? <laughs> We're backed up on I-25, that's what you're supposed to say. Kind of wish you played along with helicopter a bit just for a minute, but <laughs> it's all
1: right. <clears throat> well, you sounded the same way because oh, <clears throat> damn. My my headset was dying, so I had to plug it in. And when I plug it in, like it, I can't hear anything out of it until I hit the button to resync it. And then when I resynced it, Skype like fucked up and it made you sound really stupid. And then it was using the microphone from this crappy headset and so it oh. sounded like the, the helicopter thing, so it was oh. just kind of a mess all around, really.
2: Oh, so it kind of worked when I impersonated one. All right, I'm happy. <laughs> All's right. So, Still yeah. more plot than the Jewodra villains we just had just now.
1: <laughs> That's accurate. <laughs> but um, other than that, like I enjoyed some backstory on Bard and Larry. And they their buddy, buddy relationship. Uh, <laughs> uh, honestly, just getting to see Larry again the past two episodes was great, because I really wish he stuck around, because he's great. I, I honestly mean,
2: forgot he existed. He
1: just runs around and says amigos, but <laughs> he's still a bro, so, hey, it's cool.
2: He was Ravatar for a while. Oh, That's yeah. how you know you're real bros. <laughs> um. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out also in terms of how long it is before they get going because we're in what like give or take 10-ish episodes territory depending on how long it runs
0: mm-hmm.
2: so like we're <laughs> back to filler next week because we've done two weeks <laughs> so I mean granted we're not quite at the game territory but maybe it's Dino Charge making <laughs> me kind of skittish um, and the ninja as well but I'm worried about like, how soon they'll start doing prep for the end game? I mean, like, granted, there isn't a lot of to do that's like pressing, but still, like, I'm just worried about it being more filler than anything. We're so close to the end. Yeah. Something's been really weird lately.
1: Yeah, and I don't really know why. I don't know if it's just because their, like, ratings and target audience have been so skewed. To the younger side of their division that they just kind of like have a slight Saban sense of mentality where they're like well we can just skate by with doing this kid show that's kind of like mindless so I'm not really sure because I mean it's not like it's a, a franchise thing because I mean Sentai's had really good story driven shows recently too so it's not like it's out of the question but the past i mean tour was pretty on point uh i think but since then it's been kind of like just even the ones i enjoyed were kind of hit and miss and it's mostly the last two years because (coughs) tokyo as much as i ripped on it when we were watching it i think tokyo ended really strong and I think I think if you rewatch it with the knowledge of what they're doing in terms of the narrative, it's actually a pretty good show. Uh yeah. especially when you're binge watching it because the, the filler goes by a lot quicker. Yeah, uh, I agree. That way. So I've been meaning to kinda I... do a rewatch of Tokyo because I think it'll be higher on my list after a binge of it, but
2: Well and it starts getting good a lot earlier than something like Ghost yeah. It's like almost a little bit past halfway that it, So it was pretty early that it started getting decent And even when I had quit it Like during it's dull stage It still had a lot of moving pieces That I was interested in
0: mm-hmm.
2: So like And it wasn't acting on them. I'm not saying it was perfect But like Nininja ninja and Georgia Just have so little going on And like at least when Tokyujur was being dumb There was quite a bit hanging in the air That you were still curious about Especially for the villains Which is stands out as well because so was a great year for villains yeah it was followed by two really shitty years um you know you brought up carrier which i think is kind of a funny example because that was like their biggest toy sales in forever and so they probably just thought it was only because of the toy sales but the the writing for that was also good yeah so it's like wouldn't they want to just try to emulate everything
1: you you would think especially since the toy sales have been just kind of declining since then yeah. and I mean, that's understandable because <clears throat> you can't have like a curator every year like that's not gonna always happen um but with it like shrinking year after year after year and i'm not sure how well did doing compared to ninja um but it's like one of those things where well, it's obvious something's not working should do something to fix it. And I, I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that Courageur had a lot of gimmicks uh, yeah. going on. So it had little sets to sell. And Tokuger instead of that, had a lot of different rushes uh, to sell compared to how we would normally get auxiliary zords. Uh, so there there was additional ones to get of those instead. And with Ninja they're like, oh shit, what do we do? Oh, let's release these shurikens that kids have already. Cause you don't have the great idea. And so when the ninja didn't have a whole lot of shit to sell, they're like, Oh fuck, this sucked. And, <laughs> and so now with Geoger, they, I feel like they tried to replicate what they did with Tokyo, by making like the gimmick, the Mecca, but it didn't work as well. And I think a lot of that has to do with what made Tokyo, toy line a lot more interesting was the fact that the mecha were the gimmick in in like a full essence of being because you could put that gimmick in the morpher to make new sounds
2: yeah it was like both
1: and so it was both a gimmick and a mecha line all at the same time so it made collecting it twice as fun as it would be normally compared to GeoGeo where the gimmick is the mecha but they don't intertwine. It's just the only thing you have. And like, don't get me wrong. I love Jojo's toy line. The Mecha are great they're fun. I love them, but it doesn't have that same double compatibility that Toki line did. Yeah. And so I feel like they're trying to replicate that a bit, but they're kind of missing what made Toki line good. Yeah. So it's kind of like a, it would be like hitting the bullseye with one line and then doing the same throw, but hitting it in, like, a further line and just going, yeah, we nailed it.
0: Yeah, like, close <laughs> enough. <laughs> <Races for coughs> everyone. I
2: oh. hate
1: being sick. <sighs> well,
2: and, and it's hard to come from this place, too, of, like, us who, who, like, obviously we collect the toys, but, like, we care also more about the show being good.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And, like, at corporate, they care more about the toys, but it's, like, even when I was little, when the show was good, it made me more excited for the toys. Like, if I would really like a debut of a character, I would be really excited to go look for its toy. Whereas, like, it kind of it transcends to now where it's, like, you know, if something like Ghosts, uh, which was really – I mean, granted, its toys weren't that fun, but, like, I liked a lot of its designs in the toys – And if the show had been better, even with as boring as the icons were, I might have been more excited to like get one in the mail because I like, oh, man, that was a really cool story this week or something like that. Uh, Same thing for for GeoGears. I really like the line, but I'm not quite as excited when I get things just because uh, the show's not delivering. Mm -hmm. So I I wish they would balance that a little bit. I don't know. Why don't we just run it? Because we would just not do anything. <laughs> because but... <laughs> it
1: would burn at the ground and fail, unfortunately. Pretty much.
2: Good. Uh, God. <laughs> God. <laughs> but, I don't know. Like, I just, I hate, at least, at least for now, it seems our saying, I hope it's better next year worked for Ryder. I hope it works for Sentai next year.
1: Yeah, and like, it, it's gotta hit it on the head for me, because uh, I was already in a letdown state when Forze used space very badly. Yeah. And so if Sentai uses space really badly, I don't know how I'm going to feel about myself.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know how I'm going to feel about space anymore. It's just all going to be confusing.
1: Like, you can't take one of my favorite things and fuck it
2: up twice. If they just make it like Forze, basically. Can you imagine? No. No. It's fine. It's going to be cancelled anyway and replaced with Metal Heroes. And oh, Rider's right. only going to be 30 episodes.
1: And Metal Heroes has to do with Space, so it's not all bad.
2: There you go.
1: Well, Space uh, Sheriff does and the other ones
2: don't, this... but hey. <laughs> but Space was there somewhere at some point. It's all connected to Space, somehow. Uh, Alright, so x Eight. Oh, this,
1: this is my first time with Instant Aurora. In Pokemon Refresh, and I feel really weird about myself right now because like, he's I'm, so I'm, human. I'm I'm petting this big, burly, cat wrestler like on the pecs, just like, like I'm just rubbing him. And living George's
2: I, <laughs> dream right now, really. <laughs> I don't know,
1: George. You it's like get getting to dream. reach out
2: and touch his, George's Twitter feed at times. <laughs>
1: jersey to get this game and he needs to capture the the mosquito ultra beast and use it in pokemon refresh it'll just it'll end him
2: it'll refresh him <laughs> so to speak you know how it is
1: can I, can i pat its head like oh, i can this this feels slightly less weird ah oh, no he just got angry at me is it Fine. like
2: are the faces he makes awkward or is it
1: um his eyes okay. are closed and his mouth's open and he's like, ah. So, I wouldn't really say it's awkward.
2: Because, like, I was thinking that when I brought in... I guess Young Goose actually wasn't so bad, but, like, him and his evolution, I was thinking maybe something about their Amis will make them more endearing. And there's elements of Young Goose's that could be, like, when he jumps up and down all happy, but, like, gumshoes is all disturbing. Um... And then there's something like Sandalit, whose design I like, but you think he wouldn't be adorable, but like when he closes his eyes when you pet him is actually kind of adorable.
0: <coughs> so like
2: there's just certain little like I don't know, referees or something in there that makes it more appealing. I don't know. Back to Pokemon again. Pokemon's like in every segment. <laughs> really, when we think about it. Um But yeah. Speaking of Pokemon, X aid. Makes sense. X-Aid, <laughs> exactly. Makes sense.
1: They're video games, so it's all connected. Um Goddamn this show.
2: Like <laughs> I'm so glad it's kept up its consistency. <laughs> like I I right
1: off the bat the first thing that I 100% want to say about this is that I love how conflicted I am about Kyria. Like on on one hand I'm like I feel for you dude. You're just trying to be helpful and do the right thing, but the 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 Genum people are fucking with you and then nobody loves you. <laughs> And I feel really bad. But then, like, right after that happens, he's like, yeah, well, you know how it is. I'm I'm, I'm just a <laughs> shithead. And I'm like, well, you, you go and do that. And the sympathy kind of goes out the window. So I'm in this weird conflict. I'm like, I don't know whether I should be sympathetic towards you, Laser, or if I should just really hate you. I don't really know, and with, I like that. I like not knowing how to feel about a character.
2: Like, with that, it definitely comes off as one of those, like, if you're going to think that of me anyway, I'm just going to make you think I'm that way. Yeah. Like, just a, it's kind of like a push people away thing, and I feel like it would come off as even more conflicting or, like, more sympathetic if it was done better in terms of the setup. Like, if you maybe establish that he's always been, uh, like, improperly mistrusted, mm-hmm. like... I really like this storyline, but my only issue with it is the initial setup of... He caused it by making a lie he didn't need to make. Like, he could have gotten help from Emu just from his singular story. And, uh... Like, they blew his original lie out of proportion. Like, because it wasn't a bad lie. He basically said, I'm lying so that I can find out more about the Bugsters to destroy them. Like, it's not... So it's like, I wish that on both sides it had come off as a little bit less stupid. Uh, Because, like, now it seems like it's a big lie, you know? But it was all based off of a really small lie that honestly was not really bad at all.
1: And also, Um, really wasn't technically a lie, because, I mean, granted, he got in, like, a car wreck and died, but he would have died from the Bugster virus anyway. Yeah. So it's not a total lie. (laughs)
2: Well, see, I was talking about the the Genom thing, so they think that he's trying to fuck with them with that but it's like the initial lie was just that oh I have two friends that died of it because like Emu's gonna just like get a, a hard on for my sadness if I have two friends that died of it <laughs> um, I also think it's it's funny that we the character that's on the outs the most is the bike because like <laughs> I mean there's ranging levels of how often the rider will use the bike but you see so many promo images and like merchandise with like the rider on the bike but you're going to be hard pressed to find a situation within the next few episodes of him needing the bike because it's a person. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's a person
1: they don't like right now.
2: Yeah. Like, so like part of me almost wishes that they had like swapped the characters so that the, because when they first came out with it, I just kind of assumed the bike was going to be friendly with them. Like, you know, (laughs) he's almost not become a person now, (laughs) but like, you know, he was going to be a character that was friends with them so that it made sense that he was kind of like his partner was always his bike but like he's a guy that even when he does get along with them it's weird it's more like a temporary partnership thing I'm, I'm glad they got one last ride you know how it is before he got his humanoid form but uh i just think that's kind of an interesting choice like i wouldn't have expected that um and, and you know th- there's bits that i'm kind of iffy on but i do quite like his third form which is kind of this really cool mix of like samurai and Motorcycle.
1: Yeah, I I love that suit a lot. Like
2: I like his weapon a lot too. The
1: one thing I really like about it is how it's humanoid, but it retains like the bulk of a bike. So it's not like completely far fetched. Yeah. And and I like that quite a bit. Plus the design's just really cool and he has a bow, so it's just a bunch of things I really like. Plus he's yellow. And like
2: and like just the fact that he's bulkier kind of just goes along with the fact that he can never really be, like, a a wispy rider like the others. It's just all kind of (laughs) themed for him. Um, but yeah, I I like that. And I also like how they actually had introduced both Gashats this week instead of making it formulaic. Like, Mm. oh, here's this week's. They got it. Here's next week's. Like, they showed both of them, and then they kind of, in the background, set up Snipes for next week. So I kind of liked that. Um what else I don't, we can't talk about sentai longer but because we basically talked about all the important things
1: well our, our sentai tangent involved like toy sales and stuff true. so true <laughs> um, i think it's fair but um it i just really really like how much mystery there is and how much investment there is, and we're only in episode like seven, six. What the hell was this? Seven, I think.
2: Yeah, seven.
1: And because I mean, like, we've got st- we've still got like rider v rider conflict going on because they're still trying to collect Gashats, and you've got whatever the hell the bugsters are doing with the CEO guy, and so like, you have we don't really know what their whole agenda is, other than making people sick. We don't know why the CEO wants to make people sick. Is it some sort of corporate scheme, which I think is what it might boil down to. Um, And so we got that going on, and we still have developing backstories between uh, Kyria's and then uh, Brave and um, uh, Snipes. Uh, kind of intertwining backstories with Graphite. And so, like, we're only seven episodes in, and we already have so much laid out, but yet so much still unknown, that it's yeah. a really nice balance, and it's not too much of either side. And another thing that I really like is how it, it can be so floody with toys while not really seeming like it because the story is so well paced out right now that it doesn't have that same problem that ghost did with like here's uh like an arc of the day here's a toy arc of the day here's a toy arc of the day here's a toy oh shit let's make a wish and <laughs> and then actually start like a show it it's right out of the gate introducing plot lines and character developments and character backstories while still introducing all these toes, 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 (laughs) (laughs) all the the toes, all 10 of them, 10 toes, 10 gashats. It works, uh, (laughs) quickly, but it doesn't feel incredibly in your face about it. I mean, at least to me, I, some people would probably disagree with that, that really pay attention to the toyetic science sides of things. But, Um, I I think it's reaching a pretty good balance right now.
2: Yeah, I agree. Like, the only thing I would have done differently in terms of the pacing is maybe have put one week in between the initial establishment and the level 3 arc, but that's about it. Like, I think the arc for the level 3 forms was well put together in terms of making it essentially an event for everyone, and so we're giving everybody their own individual storyline, but also it's one specific part of the storyline but, like, I just wish they had given it one week just to kind of give you a breathing room. Uh, kind of like when they introduce, like, auxiliaries really quick after you get the Megazord and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. But, like, that's about and... it. That's,
2: that's nothing major. It's not like Ghosts where it felt like it was almost – it was a joke, basically, how often we were getting forms.
1: Yeah, and it, it's nothing that we can really – I can really fault the writers for since it's yeah, something that Bandai no like, do it, do it, do it. They don't really fucking have a choice. So I completely agree that I would have much rather have a little bit more of a stretched out pacing. I understand Bandai's breathing down their throats. It's neck, isn't it? That's how that... Breathing down their necks. That's how
2: deep (laughs) in there are. They have their heads up in their mouth and are breathing right down their throats. Do it. Do it. Do it. Put the cookie down. No. I don't know where that came from, but it's almost Christmas time. and We'll just be saying that all the time. But, yeah, it's... It's a, it's an interesting relationship. You always have to consider whenever you think about anything you like or don't like about a toku show. Mm-hmm. B- both, like, we have to think about it, and I wish that they would work out a little bit better. You'd think after all these years they could come up with more of a um a better symbiotic relationship where it didn't seem so obvious one way or the other.
1: Yeah, you would think.
2: Oh, well. But at least it's good right now. Like, everything is good. Like, any complaints I have about Eight are, like, really minor things or, like, emu's just being annoying my favorite thing is that everyone's like fed up with emu's attitude like even uh, laser was like you fucking kid you're just the worst like stop being such a little bitch (laughs) but
1: yeah stop being such a a
2: bitch it is it's what it's like he's just always in people's face about it and it's Uh, I I enjoyed them actually fighting in the hospital this week. I thought it was kind of funny. Like, it was like they were preparing for an operation and then having this fight against one of the poo monsters. (laughs) Classic poo monsters. Which I'm still, I mean, like I said, I've said this before, but they're not that complicated of a design because they are poo monsters, but I'm still surprised that this is like the longest we've ever gone using that. It's it's kind of different because of the way they go about it. it is different, but it just reminds me of that gimmick that every Rider series seems to do recently with, oh, we have large-scale monsters for this toy, and then they do it, like, twice, and then it's over. Um, but, like, in this case, it's part of it, because it's the level one fight, and it's not, oh, hey, here's yeah, a ghost cause, ship we're going to use twice.
1: because now it's not, we need a big CGI monster to sell this toy. It's a, we need a big CGI monster for this form that we're going to use constantly. Yeah. <laughs> at or least at like, the beginning of the show. So...
2: I like it also when uh, uh, Genem showed up and he's like, You can't just skip stuff. Like, it's <laughs> two and then three. I do think that Genem was still more menacing when he walked in as level two. Like, when he <laughs> walks in just wearing a bike, it kills any drama. <laughs> like, this is a b- bicycle. And it gives you, I'm going to throw my tires at you. You know how it is.
1: But, yes. Strolls in with his big green
2: bike. <laughs> <laughs> like, like it's just not intimidating. I was thankful later when he just showed up as level two, like near the end of the episode. I'm like, see, that's better. It's more intimidating. Then you just do the bike later. Like it makes for a better entrance, trust me. I know about making entrances wearing a bike. No, I don't. Who does? Except for Toku characters, honestly. That's like one of the toku things. Just Toku things. <laughs> Alright. Speaking of just Toku things, now it's time for...
1: Time to try discussions with me. Chop. Because I... Because totally he watched, watched the whole t- episode
2: t- three times and analyzed it. You know it. So, yeah, the finale happened. It was a thing. It was a hot mess. Um, It was really rushed. It tripped over itself a bunch. And assuming it's in this continuity completely sent like a giant spear through the timeline. Like Um,
1: there, there's absolutely zero possibility of it being in this continuity. And, and even if they intend it to be in this continuity, the fans will not will it. So
2: like, (laughs) like like if it's intended to be in this continuity, it's just, and there's, like, coming from someone who loves stuff like the Flash and time travel stuff, it's not coming from a place where it's, like, writers working together and, like, thinking, oh, we can show these repercussions, it'll be a cool storyline. It just comes off as really, like, reckless and kind of disrespectful in some ways. Because uh. it's not like you wrote, oh, Caitlyn was a pharmacist or something. You wrote in like, Dino Thunder didn't happen because it's, like, literally impossible. Like, I think that's the most suffered. I think Mighty Morphin would be pretty fucked up, which would just fuck up everything from there on out um mm. uh, but and and the thing is is that i wish that somebody somewhere that's involved in it could come out and say this is not a different continuity like if i wish that the franchise was cared for enough about that like you know when they reboot a movie or a different comic series or a tv show you know when they have a when they talk about an episode or they talk about uh, a new season or whatever they'll be like oh yeah this isn't in the main story or or oh, we're doing our own story but like power Rangers just doesn't give a shit to like you know come out with dino charge at the beginning or for supercharge or even close to the finale saying oh yeah this isn't a different thing and i think that's kind of that could honestly quell a lot of it if you just um came out and said something like that like a normal ass <clears throat> franchise
1: <clears throat> I think another one of the big problems is that none of the people behind the scenes are really vocal on Twitter because, like, some of the only people at Saban that tweet a bunch is Jason, and he wouldn't know anything about that side of the franchise. And chip doesn't have a twitter as far as i know if he does he doesn't use it and that one writer becca has a twitter and she just posts cat pictures a lot (laughs) because it's her own personal twitter she didn't make the twitter to go talk to a bunch of whiny power ranger fans so i understand that (laughs) uh it's like those are like Jason and Becca are like the only two people at work for Saban that I can think of that tweet a bunch and one wouldn't really know the in and outs of the writers and the other one is trying not to get involved (laughs) (laughs) and so you're stuck in this situation where like there's no one vocal on the franchise that will say these things or know these things particularly because a lot of it would come down to chip and chip doesn't say anything. So it, it's kind of like a big welp.
2: <laughs> well, and you know, that also even speaks to the level at which it's at or that it's considered and that the most we could hope for is somebody involved on Twitter would let us know. Cause that would be like finding out that, uh, Batman V Superman wasn't in continuity with Batman begins via a tweet. Or not at all. Like, that's basically the level it's at. Um, Because, like I said, usually franchises will say stuff like that. You know, like, maybe when Dino Charge was announced. That would have been a good time to do it. Perfect time, actually, because you could say, you know, after 20 years or whatever, we just did the big legendary battle, we're going to take a break and start a new universe for a bit or something. I don't know. Like, it would have... I mean, that was a huge thing. It's hard to know. Honestly,
1: I feel when they started this series there was zero intention on doing whatever mess the finale ended up being i i feel like something happened along the lines of supercharge started when supercharge started being written that ultimately spiraled it into one of the worst seasons yeah so I, like I don't know if it was a, a budget problem or Saban told them like, oh, you need to make this like this, or if Nickelodeon had anything to do with it, or or what, or what exactly happened? But I feel like the writers were backed into a corner, and because I mean, there's a noticeable difference between Dino Charge and Supercharge for me. Dino Charge still has. A lot of the same problems that supercharge does but supercharge magnified them tenfold at least
2: yeah for sure
1: and because i feel like a lot of the problems i had with dino charge were a lot of the kind of like plot and character related nonsense
2: that continued isn't and... that just the show <laughs> like, <laughs> it was just everything but like it's more everything now
1: And I feel like with more time and a well-cohered second season that a lot of the problems from Dino Charge could have kind of eventually decimated and instead they were magnified. So, like, I just feel like somewhere along that line something happened and I'm not really sure what and I can't even speculate what. But it... Supercharge is just a hot, like the hottest mess.
2: It is. Like, before Supercharge came back, I went back and watched a decent chunk of Dino Charge, and like, it had a really good pilot, which I'll still stand by. And like, it, I think I, I did notice a lot more things I disliked going back to it, but like, the first few were so good, and I think at least part of it also was that the first few were so good and then like myself included a lot of us were just kind of riding that high and so Mm -hmm. it was a lot easier to let things go but then like when they come to your attention you kind of realize a lot of them are always there but supercharged definitely uh magnified it a lot and like doubled down on the filler and uh, like that article said a lot of it seemed like at the end it was written like uh they didn't have everything in front of them and when in fact uh Saban Brand's era has more time than ever because they're, we're way behind. So we have time to sit there and watch the Sentai series three times before you even pen an episode. <coughs> mm-hmm. Whereas, like, back in the day when we were, were starting the season, the Sentai hadn't even finished yet and it came off as if everything was planned from the beginning, at least in the later years.
1: Uh, like, I mean, I'm just trying to figure out, like, who exactly sat there. And was like, you know what would be a, a great finale if we went back in time, created a whole bunch of paradoxes, and had dinosaurs living at the end of it. That sounds great. Like And then even... everyone went, okay and then it was
2: made reality. <laughs> like it creates so many problems. Like every day I would think of a new problem and I was thinking about it. And then there'd be people commenting or mentioning me on Twitter that would say, what about this? I'm like, I didn't even think about that, but you're right. Cause it contradicts itself in like a thousand different ways at once. And you know, uh, the one, like a major one I never thought of is like, even if wouldn't the dinosaurs also have evolved because millions of years is a long time. So wouldn't yeah. they be different now? Because yeah, they
1: would be stuff... a lot like the animals we have now that yeah, are descendants so... of dinosaurs, like alligators and birds.
2: Yeah, so it's like, that's a huge thing. Not um, to mention the fact
1: that Heckle killed himself,
2: but hey. Yeah, <laughs> he he should have fucking reversed flashed. You know, granted, reverse flash is a bunch of time-fucked things sense, but they kind of explain that on the flash in their flash logic. But, yeah, is, he killed himself. Is Hot
1: Robe Heckle a, uh, a time remnant? Is that what this is? is... <laughs> time remnant
2: shenanigans. <laughs> well, and then... He said, "He said, well, Keeper's like, well, then go save Sentai 6. I'm like, well, don't, won't that cause more problems then? Like, you've already fucked the timeline, but it's settled right now. You're just going to mess it up again. And um, like, it, and it's funny because you kind of lose smaller things in it, too, that it has all these huge repercussions and even huger if, it, if it's supposed to be in the main universe. But, like, they basically made the whole season unhappen, too. Like, none of the storylines we watched, uh, none of the characters we met mattered. Like, especially it's kind of funny because of the whole spirit bomb bullshit where everyone was holding up the mirrors. And, like, you see all the characters we've met throughout the series, like Chase's girlfriend, who's, like, the only thing that matters. But, uh, like, characters (laughs) like her. Like, she's a good example, though. It was like, so that probably never happened now. Like, so you're trying to say, like, look at all the people we met through the series. But no, Chase never met her. Shelby never had a breakthrough with her dad. Kendall doesn't have a G-Mot anymore. They probably don't have jobs there. They shouldn't. I mean, they do, according to them, but they shouldn't. Um, And this is something I also thought about. I mean, granted, I don't know about the geography of every zoo and museum in the world, but... The museum shouldn't have been replaced by a zoo. Like, because... I I just thought about my museum's downtown, and my zoo's, like, in an area where a zoo would be to have, you know, land.
1: (laughs) You mean you don't have have a zoo in the middle of downtown?
2: Yeah, exactly. And, like, much less, not even just a zoo, but a dinosaur zoo. (laughs) So it's like, that shouldn't have been a thing. Like... I get that you wanted to show, like, oh, the timeline changed, but I can't imagine that would have happened. Like I said, I don't know about this thing of everywhere, but from like my standpoint, it just seemed really funny the idea of the downtown Denver museum <laughs> of suddenly being a zoo. Um, so that was, and like that, that all those changes would have probably derailed Kendall's career path and all their career paths and. Uh, someone else pointed out something small I didn't even notice. Why did Coda and Ivan go through the same portal? <laughs> uh, and then someone was like, well, Sam and Nova did too. They're going back to the same time, dumbass. <laughs> like, Coda and what's-his-face are years apart. And he, at least he's going to get to go see his brother, Taco. I think he just wanted to go to Taco Bell and they were confused and just pushed him through the portal. But um... And, like, wouldn't James have aged up? Because wouldn't he have not bonded with it at the time he bonded with it and the, the power shouldn't have been dino based because they never inappropriately touched a dinosaur like because they never said that the inner gems were initially dinosaur based it was always implied and possibly said that it was because they bonded with the dinosaurs that's what caused it yeah and that was one of the cool things I liked about it at the beginning of the series is the Energems are like these mysterious things that could seamlessly, seamlessly, seemingly create a ranger system out of anything. And I thought that was cool that, oh, they touched the dinosaurs, so it created an entire ranger system out of that. And I was looking forward to that being explained, which it wasn't, but they should not only not be able to force-pull them, but they shouldn't have dinosaur powers. Like, there's just so many mistakes. And they shouldn't be able to use supercharge either, because Kendall built that. That was man-made. I I think
1: one of their biggest problems is the fact that they're using, like, really, really simplistic time travel logic. Like, the logic they're using in time travel is you go back in time, you change something, you come back, and you're not affected or anything that you had on you is not affected and anything that we need for the plot of the show
2: is not affected. But look at these gags. <laughs> <laughs> well, but see, like with something like, um, like the legends or like the people from timeless, something like that'll work where they're, they're sort of outside of time. So they'll remember all the different timelines, but like with the powers, it shouldn't work. Like they shouldn't be able to go touch the original Energems and have all the powers and gadgets that they that were never made. Like yeah. not only not yet made, but now will never be made um, and their lives would be way affected by everything so and and the shitty thing is is that not only that but it maybe even would have as as dumb as it was, it would have been neat to see what their lives would have been like, and it's funny that samurai is the only of the of the three overall seasons that got a sort of more traditional closure on the characters Mm -hmm. where we got to see like, oh, hey, everyone's saying goodbye. They're all going to go off and do these things. Megaforce was slam a sword into the ground. And this was timeline's fucked forever. Bye. Like, wait, (laughs) see, and then everything (laughs) fell over. (laughs) 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 And I kind of preferred the sword in the ground, to be honest.
1: Like I I feel like this all boils down to this weird like Seamus Jesus. (laughs) Seamus kinda covered it in his article that like they're just skating by with what Saban deems good enough. Yeah, that's exactly and like Saban's good enough is stuck like in the early nineties. Yeah where you could actually get away with a lot of things being unexplained or a lot of things being simplistic. I like how I stumbled upon the word simplistic. There's some (laughs) irony in there somewhere. Uh, And like that just doesn't fly in 2016. Like kids have so much more media they're digesting that is far more intellectual that they can understand and comprehend. And, uh, like, a lot of the stuff I wish I had when I was a kid because, I mean, admittedly, a lot of the stuff that we had when we were younger was pretty simplified. Uh, Not everything, but a lot of it. And so, I mean, kids now have shows like Avatar and Korra and Voltron on Netflix and stuff like that that are like in steven universe for that matter and anything else uh that are like deep and have meaning and fleshed out characters and all that so it's like the kid show thing is not an excuse
2: it's not at all
1: whatsoever and it it's just frustrating because saban basically is in a thing where they go okay did kids watch the show? Yes. Did they buy toys? Yes. Did we make enough money from the toys? Yes. How much money did we spend? Very little. Good. Do it again. And so it's it's stuck in this just kind of assembly line esque thing. Well, where they'll do as little as possible to create a show that they don't have to put obscene amounts of effort into while skating by with the kids' attention just enough to where they like it, I put that in air quotes, to buy the toys so that they can get the money and then they can do the process all over again. And... Sounds it'll, like
2: purgatory. It'll, <laughs> I'm getting <a> sick <laughs> to my stomach right now.
1: <laughs> and it'll it'll keep cycling with every new batch of kids that watch. Do I don't expect kids that found the franchise with stuff like Samurai Megaforce or Diner charge to stick around with longevity, like a lot of the the fans that now do I don't expect a lot of the kids to have a desire to and I don't particularly expect if Ninja Steel is kinda the same substance that Dino Charge was I don't expect the kids to last past Ninja Steel's second season cuz there's nothing there to absolutely keep them invested in the franchise and I'm really hoping that the the movie can do something to alter this be it give the shows a bigger budget or show people that the franchise can be a lot more than it is so that we can go back to having something that isn't skating by and to get to somewhere where it's actually entertainable and succeeding. I I mean, I don't want to say it's not succeeding, because like I said, it's making the money that they want to make, but there's certain different levels of succeeding. Just because it's financially succeeding doesn't mean it's succeeding in longevity. And I think when you have a franchise like this, you need to succeed in longevity because that cash flow isn't always gonna be there. And yeah. I think that a lot of though Dino Charge's ratings were kinda hit and miss, um, toward the end it actually did a lot better than I anticipated it would, but I think Dino Charge is riding on a very similar thing that Kiro Ujir, uh wrote on and like that's the fact that the toys well, yeah. dinosaur based, and let's face it, kids always will love dinosaurs. So yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of Dino Charge's decent toy sales has a lot to do with the fact that they were dinosaurs, regardless of how much the kids like the show or not. And so I'm really interested to see how uh, Ninja Steel fares, because I don't think ninjas are as popular as dinosaurs. So.
2: No, I don't think so either. I mean, they're one of the more popular-ish things, but definitely not on the level of, of, like, sort of recognizability and, like, immediacy. Especially with the design of the toys, too. Like, a lot of the ninja stuff is all over the place or flat. Literally.
1: Especially when it comes to the zords. Yeah. There's, there's like, one zord that's, like, yep, that's a ninja. Everything else is, like, dump trucks and elephants. Yeah, exactly. And a UFO and a train and a, and a dog, <laughs> so <laughs> you're you're kind of in a situation where like Dino Charge, like everything was dinosaurs. It was very simplistic. It was like, hey, and then here's... you move
2: into a cowboy immediately
1: yeah, after. Yeah, and then we then we get a cowboy that has a giant cow as his sword, a giant cow dune buggy, which and I love. By mind a lion, you, but.
2: <laughs> and a shape amalgam that's on fire. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, it it's nothing that screams ninjas. So, even if a kid loves ninjas, like, you look at the Ninja Steel Megazord at, at Toys R Us or whatever, and it's not like, hey, this is a cool ninja robot. It's like, hey, here's this amalgamation of weird things piloted by a ninja. <laughs> and so, like, it There's doesn't have there, that I same... Swear it doesn't have that same oomph factor that a line full of dinosaurs have to kids that really like dinosaurs. So yeah. I'm, and I'm interested to see how long the kids are interested in the ninja stars, given the fact that, uh, one, there's not a whole lot of different sounds, uh, with the ones that they're given in the boxes. Uh, and also just the fact that they seem really flimsy, and easy to break and uh, hard to get out of the sword and the morpher and the fact that it's foam and people with pets. Well, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm interested to see how long, like, if a, like a kid has these like ninja power stars and they try to pull them out of the morpher and like it rips or breaks apart, whether they're going to be like, oh, I need to go get another one or if they're just going to be, fuck it and they're they're done with the toy line or whatever so i i think between like the kind of crappy collectible gimmick and the really like shitty zords like i'm not expecting the ninja steel line to do that great outside of action figures because you can always rely on the action figures to do well (laughs) yeah that's a that's a no-brainer but
2: well, and you know, I think the chargers everything else too. is they were so colorful, And they came yeah. with little mini dinosaurs. And so it's like, oh, cool, there's a little dinosaur figure, and these are colorful, and you can put them in the zords, and stuff like that, and this is like, hey, here's flat disks.
1: Why do you think there's I have so many Nick- chargers? Because the little tiny dinosaurs were great. <laughs> it was my favorite part about collecting those, was the fact that I got to have every single one of the the dinosaurs from Curiouser as like a little plastic figure, and it was it was great. It's the greatest thing Bandai did with that toy line.
2: So it'll or, be it'll be interesting to see. Um, so I don't know. That was a the, weird the tangent the where we just bill.
1: talked a lot about.
2: Uh-huh. Oh, here, fine. But yeah, that's it's true. Like I agreed with everything you said. It was like the opposite. We're usually I'm just rambling on. And you're like I agree. Move on. And then there's just no discussion. <laughs> But yeah, like, cause you pretty much covered everything. I mean, and that that article was fantastic about covering all those points. I mean, it
1: was, like it was it was funny because I don't agree with Seamus on a lot of things. Um, I don't even remember if I follow him still. Uh, to to know, but uh, but like I read his review on the finale, and then I read his review in general about is Power Rangers still worth watching, and uh, like, I just everything he said like i completely agree with because the the show has been so much more and can be so much more yeah that like i feel i feel bad for it and i more importantly than anything i feel bad for the actors in these shows that legitimately want everything to succeed and be good and then they're given like this to act off of and work with and it just it doesn't end up well because like the samurai cast and the megaforce cast say what you will about their seasons like the cast are great people and yeah uh, a lot of the dino charge cast i thought was really great too and i mean granted i haven't really been able to interact with them outside of their contracts like we have with samurai and megaforce so it'll be interesting like next morphicon or what have you to to see how they are like for real yeah <laughs> uh but like the cast so far have all been really cool people that were just really unfortunately directed and given really crappy stuff to work with and like i feel bad for them <laughs>
2: <laughs> like and and it's embarrassing too as fans especially with the uh, incoming new fans that we'll get from the show or the movie you know
0: mm-hmm. uh,
2: because I think a lot of people do view PR as almost on a preschool level like the same level of thinking of like you're watching Dora the Explorer or something yeah and so the movie could show them oh this is legit and like people are excited for it like it's legit like casual people And then they're going to be like, I should check the show out, and they're going to go see Coda and Chase dunking their faces in cake and think, oh, the show's still the same it was in the 90s. And it's embarrassing. And it's not only shitty to be kind of embarrassed by it, but that's not good for potentially fostering more audience. And, uh... And, you know, you'd think they'd want the show to hold up because, like like you said, we don't have quite as many things overall as kids today do that would probably hold up when we're older. Mm-hmm. But it's nice when you go back and watch certain things from when we were younger, like maybe the Batman or Spider-Man series or Digimon even is a good example of something that I can still sit through and enjoy. Um, because compared to just trying to sit through, like, High Five or something and you just can't do it. <laughs> uh, And so, like, it's nice to have shows that are not only appealing wide at the time, but that you can go back to when you're older and say, oh, yeah, that was as good as I remember. Or maybe it's even better because you are catching things you didn't catch before. But it's not the case with this. Um, Something I thought was interesting that uh, he brought to my attention in that article was – I don't know how much of it was his opinion because I don't know about – I don't follow him either. I just kind of generally know of him. I Like his opinion on Disney seasons, but he talked about how people were sort of comp- like the, you remember the general complaining of the Kalish era, yeah, and and I was thinking how he's talking about how people were talking about how oh, that was stale, and I was thinking how weird that is, because that whole era, not even just the Kalish era, but but Ninja Storm and Dino Thunder as well, feel distinctly different from Saban era and now the Saban Brands era, and like not in a way that it didn't feel like Power Rangers, it still had that same vibe, like underlying vibe, but. It was the distinct breath of fresh air, Mm -hmm. and I like that every series had a distinct tone as well, and I just think that's kind of weird that there's still people that think that like after, because like now it definitely feels more stale, and almost reverting to a new version of an old form, and whereas that whole smaller period of time just felt like this refresh that it needed, and... Yeah, I don't know. I'm just, just thinking about that. I'm thinking about how stupid all the complaints back then seem now that we have kind of real issues like kalish explosions, oh, yeah. He's not like, even in charge of stunts.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like,
1: I, I feel like a lot of the complaints back then had to do with formula a bit more so than anything because a lot of Kalish's seasons were kind of like take the base of the sentai sprinkle in some new original things and roll with it which is something i personally like uh but i think after like such and such amount of years of it people got really annoyed kind of like where we're at now where people are annoyed at what we have being very formulaic and very basic bitch of power rangers yeah and so like i mean obviously like looking back the the complaints then are 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 very unwarranted compared to where we're at now. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think it had to kind of do with a lot of the same feelings at the time. Now, personally, I didn't feel those. Uh, I kind of got back into the franchise toward the end of SPD. So having watched all those shows like as they aired there wasn't a whole lot of repetition to me because I was still kind of new to everything and I wasn't getting like balls deep into the fandom until <laughs> uh right around RPM when RPM was starting so it was it was kind of one of those things to where I wasn't really seeing people's opinions a whole lot. No, and I wasn't either. and I didn't personally feel like that because it was a formula that I liked a lot. But um yeah, like looking back at things I see a lot of the complaints that uh like he brought up in the article just looking at some people's still current opinions and just people bringing up the complaints that people had back then that I didn't see because I wasn't a big part of the fandom then. Uh, so it, it, it's a really weird situation to to see that we're kind of in the same place with these complaints, except it's, like, for an entirely different atmosphere. <laughs> yeah.
2: See, because I never... I, I, I agree that there was, like, a... A sort of base formula but i never really felt it as much as i am now or did mm. because I, I think that the atmosphere each series cultivated felt distinct in terms of like spd feeling kind of sci-fi superhero-y and mystic force feeling very well mystical and stuff like that because mm. uh, I, I like especially when i went back and did my rewatch stuff like the Saban stuff started to feel more samey to me. I think a lot of it also had to do with... When they had more episodes, there was a lot more filler going on. And like as Disney went on, things got tighter, so the storytelling came closer together. So there was a lot less time to f- dick around. Apparently not anymore. We can dick around all we want. The villains can sit there and honk their horns while their plans are happening.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: but, I don't know. I just... I want it to be better. Uh, I wish that... It, it's weird also just thinking... Saban in general is like in this really weird bubble on their own. Like you talked about, they kind of are operating like they are in the 90s. And I, I was thinking a lot about that in the last few days, how they're almost as if they're like the Time Lords and were trapped outside of time and just came back. And they just are operating on their own. They're not really paying attention to the world outside. Like we talked about things before, like they're not allowed to say the word kill. That's their rule. It has to be because I've heard many kids shows say it. I'm not saying that's going to make the show better, but it makes it awkward, depending (laughs) on the context. uh, Like, you know, if you're about to blow up someone's base and you say, I'm going to destroy you, it's like, okay, you're going to blow up the base. It'll destroy everything. But if you're, like, in someone's face saying, I'm going to destroy you, and you're talking about killing them, not, like, destroying their career, then it just comes off as awkward. (laughs) Um, And I was even thinking about something which also isn't as huge of a deal to me in terms of what I like from storytelling, but it's funny that, like, they won't allow their their love interests to kiss like they're at a 1950 sock hop <laughs> and they have to do like celibacy and hold hands only which the reason i thought about it was because they're on nickelodeon who made literal events out of like the sam freddy uh carly triangle and like kisses and like it's all over the place so i just find it funny like when people will be like oh it's nick's fault but i'm like no i don't think it's nick i think saban's living in this really weird bubble of abstinence of some sort. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it's weird.
1: That is really funny though.
2: <sighs> just believe. Chip told us to believe and then, and then an evil chip came in and he wasn't as cheery. <laughs> <laughs>
1: just... <coughs> but don't worry, Supercharge is going to have some of the best episodes of Power Rangers ever. Oh
2: my God. It's even funnier thinking about those Comic-Con interviews when you talked about how amazing it was going to be. I think there was only, like, two episodes in the season that I, I didn't entirely hate. Like, I think one of them was just the stupid comedic Ivan episode. It was the only one I really laughed at. But there was none <laughs> that I could even see, like, oh, that was the one they were talking about. Because so many of them had just so much filler shoved into them. Oh, let's see what kind of lies they spin about Ninja Steel. Oh, well. At least we have the movie for a brief time I
1: like I like I think it was Becca tweeted uh like oh Ninja Steel's gonna be great and people were retweeting it they said retweeted uh for memories
2: like like (laughs) (laughs)
0: like
2: hey remember when she said this oh that was funny Oh, it's like we're already anticipating it.
1: Oh. Well, when right. the head honcho comes in and says that it's going to be one of the best seasons of Power Rangers ever, and then we get Dino Supercharge, we're, we're all obviously have some trust issues. Yeah, <laughs> we're going
2: to have some trust issues after this year, for sure. Oh. All right. Well, should we move along? Yeah. So now it's time for...
1: Ramble, ramble, ramble time. Wow.
2: Well, as far as Pokemon, we already covered <laughs> our, our journey so far. The road so far. Um, I can't, can't remember what XY was about this week. Was the Ash broke free and he's like, No! Nay! Uh,
1: basically. And then,
2: yeah, that was the episode. And then they're like, Squishy! That was the episode. <laughs> uh, oh, Squishy!
0: Someone had God, sent to I us like, "I
2: fucking hate Bonnie's voice. I know she's the worst." Uh, someone had sent to us like that they made minor edits, and it seemed really weird because it seemed like it only edited Ash's arms being up or something. Like it was really weird edit choices. Did you see that?
1: W- was that at Was that at the podcast?
2: No. Yeah. It was. No. It was Twitter our or... both of our Twitter's. I think. Yeah. It was a while back, but oh. it was like. Because I I skimmed it, it was just, it was like minor differences between, I think it was this or that last week's episode of XY, um, and it was really minor stuff, like I think Ash's arms were just more raised, there was like different facial expressions from Greninja when they were being tortured, so I don't know, I could see that maybe, but like the stuff with Ash's arm placement seemed weird, unless I was totally missing something, which is entirely possible.
1: Was it just to make it look less like a crucifix?
2: Probably, but like it you know when i think of the crucifix i don't associate futuristic bubble cuffs <laughs> um floating in the air with six obscure creatures around you um so it's like one of those things that i don't think about it until someone mentions it and even then it's like forcing it so i don't know it just seems like an odd choice um well you said you hadn't watched it yet but i, I did watch the the subs, actually, for Sun and Moon, and it was fun. Like I said, I think you'll you'll at least like the first episode. Um, don't make a drinking game out of taking a shot every time they say Alola because they say it a lot. <laughs> um, Alola! But, oh, th- there was the news, though, that apparently Pokemon's moving to Pokemon XD. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> it's just... Dead. I mean, uh. it's too perfect. <laughs> Shit, I didn't even mean to do that. So, uh. That's a real thing. Uh, uh disney xd uh, oh my god disney xd gale of darkness <laughs> that, that that killed me right there well because like <clears> it was <throat> so easy like i didn't even mean it like it just <laughs> i was thinking pokemon and xd and they just merged in my head <clears throat> yeah that completely caught me off guard um, yeah same
1: here i for i think i saw it in a, a tweet from like Bulba News or something like that first I don't remember but uh, it was that the Volcanian and Magearna movie is going to air on December 9th I think it was uh, with a sneak peek at the Sun and Moon anime that will air early next year so I'm like oh okay that's a weird place for it but hey I don't know it is what it is and then like I got the press release in my email box it's called an inbox surprise, <laughs> that uh like, I read it and it's like, oh, Disney XD now has uh, airing rights for all 19 past seasons and, like, all the movies. And I'm like, well, okay. Huh. <laughs> and then, like, it was, like, formally announced that the Sun and Moon anime is gonna air on Disney XD. And I'm like, oh, fuck Cartoon Network, you done fucked up. <laughs> 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 um, I... I, like, I'm kind of curious, and I I hope this eventually breaks at some point, uh, but I'm really curious on if Cartoon Network gave it up, or if Pokemon was just really fed up with Cartoon Network, <clears throat> or if Disney just paid a lot more than Cartoon Network was going to. Um, Because it, it's weird. Like, it's just some, like, C- Pokemon's been on Cartoon Network, like, since it moved from WB.
2: Yeah, I was just going to say.
1: And, like, that the first was... first time it's moved. That was, like, back in, like, the Hoenn era or something yeah. like
2: that. Yeah, because it was right between uh, the end of, like, the Hoenn proper arc and Battle Frontier. Because Battle Frontier was the first full Cartoon Network season.
1: And so, like, it was really weird to, like, get that news that it was moving to Disney XD. And I I don't particularly mind. Um, It sucks for the people that don't get Disney XD... But um like it, I th- feel like Disney XD is gonna treat it really well. Uh Cartoon Network was kinda put in put it in the situation where it like airs at like some stupid time. It's like at like nine AM or something like that. Uh I think Saturdays. mine's eight thirty or
2: something like
1: that, yeah. And, eight? No, it's eight.
2: Yeah it's eight.
1: So, like it airs on this really stupid time on Saturday mornings. It it never gets, like, primetime debuts like a lot of its actual programming does. Uh, whereas Disney XD, I mean, at, at least following Yokai Watch for as little as I did, uh, they premiered a lot of Yokai Watch episodes, like, at, like, a 7 p.m. time slot or something like that. And I, I feel like not being stuck in that Saturday morning bubble will help the show a bit and i i'm curious to see how they're gonna do airings because i mean like the fucking the yokai watch airings were like all over the goddamn place they were like nickelodeon that shit uh but i i think it's on a stable airing schedule right now i think i don't know i don't keep up with it anymore uh but uh, all i do know for sure is that i think it's gonna do well on disney xd um disney xd knows how to promote something that's not necessarily theirs Uh, so people will actually know about it better and uh, like i said i think moving away from that really early saturday time slot uh will help it a lot and i just i i have more faith it with it at disney xd than i did uh at cartoon network and like that's not to say cartoon network is like awful but um Man, I don't fucking ever know when new Steven universes are airing. Like... Was well, so, it like
2: the thing about Pokemon with Cartoon Network? Is it was like one of the only consistent things, at least. Yeah. Kind of like PR. Like I feel like the Saturday morning thing is like a, a like a leftover remnant of a different time of when Saturday mornings were like B time for yeah. It's it just
1: like it never left. Yeah, <laughs> and
2: like. It was kind of nice sometimes when, like... Because I'm almost never up for it. But I usually DVR and watch it when I wake up uh, just to get it out of the way. So it was kind of nice for that almost nostalgia factor of watching it in the mornings. And I'm actually still just kind of used to it because it did never leave that. Um, So that is kind of... But at least it was consistent. Um, But, like, after... I want to say sometime around Diamond and Pearl, they stopped, you know doing any kind of reruns or anything like that outside of they air yeah, like last episode on sunday
1: yeah because it, it used to be on like several times throughout the week and yeah. they would air like older shows and stuff and i'm kind of looking forward to that with disney xd yeah like same i here. hope i hope it gets multiple time slots throughout the week where they air like indigo johto hoen and and stuff like that, because I think it'll be really cool to kind of casually see some of these older episodes.
2: Yeah, it would be good stuff to just put on the background, or if you want to rewatch an episode, you see, like... That's kind of what I liked about when Jetix used to be a thing with, like, PR, or, like, Jetix even when Nick great. first got it. I
1: fucking love yeah. Jetix.
2: <laughs> they had so many great reruns for that, especially with me loving reruns, and then, like, even when Nick first bought PR, when they were doing all those blocks, like, I miss having not just reruns of Dino Charge. Uh, so... Uh, like, I really hope that they do have a lot of different reruns from the previous seasons going. Um, it'll definitely be interesting with the airing schedule because everything they have now is either original content or, like, with Yōkai Watch was something that had been pre-established for quite a while. You know, like, there was a lot of episodes already made. Yeah. Whereas, like, Pokemon were kind of trailing it a little bit, you know? So there's, like, a... Uh, it, it never took a break, When it was on Cartoon Network, you know? I think there was a couple times where it took maybe a few-week break, but other than that, it was almost every week, like, almost Japan-style. So I think that'll be interesting. Like, I I hope that they are able to keep that up so we don't fall really far behind.
1: Yeah, I don't Uh, don't think so. I'm pretty sure the Pokemon company kind of makes it a mandate that they have to kind of keep up the pace. Because I would imagine they probably like where they're at right now yeah uh, like a 10 week or so gap is what we're in right now and that gives them enough time to edit things they need to edit get the dub process finished if anything happens to make an episode not air they don't have to worry about it and so it, it gives them a nice little buffer while not being horrendously behind um i would love to get in a situation where we're not really behind at all or yeah, only that would like be great. a month behind that would be fantastic <laughs> Um, but I don't particularly see that happening, but, um, I mean, that would be ideal given we're in the age of like simulcasts and stuff on Crunchyroll and Funimation even has some simul dubs almost. Uh, so.
2: because you think it's just simple because the animation's all done and all you have to do is just send it to the two different countries, you know?
1: Especially with the fact that we already have a dub of the first two episodes, thanks to Europe. Yeah. Uh and we'll have them in December. So uh it it shouldn't be too hard to do if they do decide to eventually play catch up and have them air like within a month of each other. I think that would be ideal, but um I I'm hoping it means a lot of good things. Uh it's also really funny that I saw a tweet. I don't know if I retweeted it or not, but it was like anime currently on Nickelodeon. And it showed like Yu-Gi-Oh! and uh there's like a Beyblade or Beyblade would have meant Disney, I don't remember, but uh there was like four or five shows on like Nickelodeon and Nicktoons. And it was like anime on Disney XD and it was like Yokai Watch and uh now Pokemon. And I, I think that one might have been the Beyblade one, I don't remember. And that was like Anime on Cartoon Network, and it was nothing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm like, well, okay. Well, and, uh... Oh, sorry,
1: go ahead. Is it so, well, I was just gonna say, so Cartoon Network is basically, like, is never gonna be on my TV, because I never know when Steven Universe is, so I just watch it on Kiss Cartoon or YouTube.
2: <laughs> yeah, I thought to catch up on that, but yeah, it's... They're even, like... A... We talked about Pokemon, but they're even really weird with reruns. Like, for as big of Adventure Time as I'm surprised how little I see Adventure Time reruns on the schedule.
1: Yeah, they used they used to, to air the shit that out of it. show a lot. They used to air the shit out of it, and I don't know what happened, but they hardly even like make reference of it anymore. And, well, and I what's know it's weird like is ending after the season or something. So.
2: Well, it, it's weird because not only how popular it was and is, but because it also has a, the largest amount of episodes to rerun. Like, yeah. Whereas with something like Clarence, which is newer-ish, you have a lot more t- or less time before you're cycling back to things kids have probably already seen ten times. Whereas with Adventure Time, you got a larger library. Um, but, you know, with Pokemon, it's kind of also an interesting case in terms of having to air it because it's not even just about the TV show. It's like a simultaneous marketing thing where... Like, the TV show and the card game and the the video game all exist sort of (laughs) essentially within the bubble of a generation, for the most part, Mm -hmm. until the next generation comes out. Uh, More so the video game and the TV tied together, so, like, it would be awkward if we did fall behind and all of a sudden Generation 8's happening and we're only halfway through Sun and Moon or something, so, like, that's probably another, like, good reason why they'd want to keep it up. But... It's, they're not changing the voice acting or anything, right? Because I haven't checked out that. Okay, good. Because I haven't um, checked out the deck yet.
1: I like, I I seen bits of the first episode. I didn't get to sit down and watch all of it. But yeah, it's uh, still the same Ash.
2: They could change (laughs) Professor Oak back if they want. (laughs) Everyone else I'm used to now. It's just him. Because you see him so little. That you never really got a chance to get used to him. Mm Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's a that's a thing. Ash is gonna catch more birds next week. They confirmed it in the title because Japan likes to telegraph their titles, practically <laughs> an episode summary. Especially in Dragon Ball, it's like ridiculous. Ginyu and Vegeta fight, and then later Goku and Frieza fight. Also, Gohan finds a picnic. Like it's that's the episode title. I don't know why Gohan found a picnic, but just like ridiculous.
1: That's okay. I heard Gohan found a Pikmin. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Both. He found Pikmin at the picnic. Oh, classic. All right. So, I guess Supergirl now. Yeah. Supergirl. Hot last episode. Damn it. <laughs> I want that on a t-shirt. <laughs> Hot it Damn it.
1: Like this. This goddamn show, like gets better every fucking episode, and I love it.
2: It's been so great this season. The move really helped it. And, like, I'm consistently surprised about how fast things are happening. Like, I honestly didn't expect, well, the reveal in the first place that she was a White Martian. But I thought it would at least be one more episode before he found out that she was the White Martian. Like, I thought that he would maybe catch on at the end of this episode. But no, he found out immediately and started going into fighter. Like, and that struck me as a surprise because... My main experience with them is from Young Justice when they were already in a mentor, like mentee relationship. Where in this, he's like, I'm gonna fuck your shit up, bitch. You killed my family. It wasn't even me. I don't care. You all look the same to me. You're racist. <laughs> but so, like, that was a surprise. Um, the cyborg Superman thing, which is just other Hank. Um, cause,
1: like, I'm I'm familiar with a little bit of the history, like, when this show was starting and I was reading, like, Wikipedia on things and stuff, cause that's what I do. And so, like, I knew Cyborg Superman was Hank Henshaw, and so when, like, this Hank Henshaw ended up being Martian Manhunter, I'm like, well, are they gonna do it, or, or what? And they're like, oh, no, he dead, he dead, he dead, and then they're like, bam, here's Hank, bam, here's Cyborg Superman, I'm like,
2: Fuck! <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't want to make it Dean Cain because they're all about like that nostalgia fapping of like the previous live action people. Because um, yeah, I was them, like,
1: like, well, I was like, well, if they do Cyborg Superman, like, what angle are we going? Is it gonna be fucking Wonder Woman? Because <laughs> <laughs> she had those little red glowy eyes. I'm like, well, what the fuck? Is that's going like on? their thing. Everyone's
2: got red glowy <laughs>
1: eyes. And then like like you said, I thought about the possibility of having Jeremiah be Cyborg Superman this time, but. No, it, it 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 just it Hank and I'm like well okay I'm I'm fine with that it's cool, so but no I wasn't I wasn't expecting like reveal after reveal.
2: Well, and and I thought it also worked well because uh, I saw some people complaining about how guard prevalent guardian was in this episode doing like a classic arrow plot, <laughs> um, but like I thought it worked well in terms of it had like the main team's focus shifted away, so it made sense that like Kara's being basically kidnapped sort of went under their radar because mm-hmm. they were kind of facing a conflict of their own. So like, I thought that worked and I've actually liking the guardian stuff more than I thought I would. Even though this week was a kind of like a condensed arrow version of like the, the vigilante stuff from this very week. <laughs> uh, so they caught the guy. Um, and like, I'm just enjoying him and win as a team. And I, I it's funny that Alex found out <laughs> I feel like he cracked like an egg, like easily. Like, he, he shouldn't have made it so obvious. Like, I think you should hit on Guardian. Or hit on Guardian. I think you should just, you know, take it easy on Guardian. Not hit on Guardian, because, you know, he doesn't <laughs> have a vagina. You know how it is. Kara told me, congrats! When this isn't time. No, but, uh... There was, like, just a lot going on in this episode. Um... And, shit, what was that that name that, uh... The robot of the fortress said at the end when he was... He broke into the fortress that info he wants info on Project what? Project?
1: M- Medusa, I think.
2: Yeah, yeah. And it sounds not, familiar to me for some reason. I'm I don't not know why. sure if
1: that has significance to anything. I haven't had a chance to look it up. But... I'll
2: have to look it up. Uh, maybe they might have used it in one of the animated series, and that's why it sounds familiar, but it also could be because of Medusa from Wizard. <laughs> I don't know. But oh, just a lot going on. I, I guess John being sick is probably the reason he's not going to be joining everyone next week. Which yeah. is kind of unfortunate. Like I, I hate with so that much poster. Yeah, well like and there's so much cool going on that like I feel like spoiled asking for, but like I would just love for him to join on in on it. And like there's that scene in the little trailer of like Felicity and Curtis and Cisco working together. Like I'd love for Wynn to be in on that. So like my hope for next year is that I don't go got full Gaja, is that like we get more of those people involved from Supergirl's side. Yeah. Mainly just for Diggle's reaction. Let's be honest. I would pay money, like subscription money, to see Diggle just walk into that alien bar and spend five minutes. Like, I imagine he would just, like, walk up to people having conversations in awe, just dropping burger after burger on the floor.
1: Uh, I, I fucking love that, uh, that tweet that you had. Where which one? you can see Diggle. It, it was like in the. Oh, the, like, the lineup? Like the full group, the lineup, yeah. And dude is kind of looking over. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> He's got this kind of, like, smushed up facial expression. It's, it's funny, though, because it's true. Oh. Classic digs. Oh, so good. Like, I just... I imagine it'll probably just get better every year, but... It's like this year, we're at like, a peak of it, but... I'd like to see more of the Supergirl people interacting with it. Especially given how great... Wins like interactions and and uh, reactions to Superman were,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and stuff like that, and and getting getting a taste of how how Diggle would react to Martian Manhunter and the Superhero Fight Club. Just come on, make it happen. Imagine him reacting to the White Martian. My God, just, it's all <laughs> really about Diggle just reacting to it. <laughs> D- Diggle would just hang it up like that. He'd be like, "I'm going home. I'm going home."
1: We we need a new Fine Brothers series that's just Diggle reacts,
2: right? <laughs> oh, Diggle. Um, Flash had a fair bit going on this week as well. Um, unfortunately, it looks like Malfoy is alchemy. Uh, Reluctantly, but yeah. Yeah, um, well, I just wish it wasn't though. It's too predictable, and it makes me kind of mad almost. Um, just cause, this is on the nose for so many reasons. I mean, just. Him in general, which isn't necessarily his fault, it's kind of Harry Potter's fault, but you know his his p- person in general, and then like just the, the cliche nature of all of a sudden there's somebody in Barry's office that's like, you know, against him. It just happens to be Alchemy. Just I wish there was more to it. Maybe there still will be, but at the moment that's kind of disappointing. Um, and I'd kind of wish actually that Alchemy and and Savitar were almost separate. I think that would have been almost uh, also an interesting way to make this not seem like it was in any way retreading any of the stuff from the previous two seasons, is to have actual almost two separate villains. I don't think any of the shows have really done that yet. I mean, they'll have like case of the week, but like not two like main villains that I'm that I can think of. I don't know yeah. much about Alchemy and whether he's traditionally a servant or anything like that, but
1: I'm I'm not one hundred percent on that. So,
2: but like I think that would have been kind of interesting because like any kind of. Um, presence the alchemy had kind of been taken away by the fact that he's basically just organizing other people in robes for Megatron. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. Like I think the best part of this episode was all the Caitlyn stuff. Oh God, yes! Um, like like it, the, it, it,
1: Kevin Smith did a fucking fantastic job on this episode. Like, like between it, it really like the writing and the dialogue and the direction. I don't think it had anything to do with the writing. I don't know how this process works, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. just, just the entire essence of the episode was incredibly well done and it was great. Like Panabaker nailed it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you know how it is. I feel like I could make a joke there, but I won't. <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, like, cause it really tapped into the emotional core of the show, which I think is when Flash is at its best. Mm-hmm. Is when it taps into the the great connections between the characters, and especially that core three, because they're like the the you know the Ollie Diggle Felicity of this show, um, and it, and it's it's it, it's kind of sad and interesting at the same time to watch how their dynamics change as the world changes around them, as they all have powers now. Like the most prevalent was obviously Caitlin with everyone because of the Killer Frost stuff, but then you also had stuff like. Um, Cisco finding out about his brother in this episode and him and Barry being at odds again um, which is a very awkward place to put it before we're going to be doing stuff in the crossover next week um, but and I think that uh, the way that, that Danielle played this was great because <laughs> Killer Frost in Earth 2 was very campy and this is a much more or much less campy version I guess is a better way of saying it yeah, Like, it was a really nice, fine line between actual Caitlyn and a much she, more evil, less this campy version of
1: This one's a lot more scientific. Yeah. And I don't remember if Caitlyn on Earth 2 was a scientist at all, period. I don't remember that one's backstory all that well.
2: Neither do I. But, but like, she was just much more cold and calculating and, like I said, less campy. It came off as not only a good way of of differentiating the two, but of, you know... Showing that her situation is a lot different at the moment. Um, And. It's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. I mean. There's there's no way they're going to quell it now. Or quell it easily. It's going to be. Some sort of big moment with her actually full on Killer Frost. But. uh, I still hope that like. She ends up becoming some sort of good Frost at the end. Just because it would seem so. It would be like. Kind of a good tragic story. If she ended up becoming like a reoccurring villain. But it would just suck for that dynamic because we're so used to it. Yeah. Um, But, like, we kind of got a taste of that this week, what it would be like.
1: Um, We got a taste of it, and I don't like it.
2: Well, because she did (laughs) did stuff, like... Well, even when she was, like, frozen with with a kiss and stuff, it was, like, stuff... I guess levels of the way she was going after them that I wouldn't think she would be at yet. Yeah. Um, So... That that was easily the best part. Like everything else, I'm I'm not hating. I'm just kind of feeling like everything's either kind of messy around it or is reach ready. And it's it's weird to have Flash be in that place compared to I feel like everything else is like with, as Arrow is returning to form or like Legends and Supergirl have really found their groove and they're just like kind of hitting the ground running. Um, so. It just feels weird for that, but like all the emotional storylines, like with Killer Frost and and uh, and that stuff, is is doing very well. And like the more um, personal repercussions of Flashpoint, like with Cisco as well. But who was it? Was it? I think Iris actually made a good point about his brother still might have died in the proper timeline because I keep yeah. forgetting that like the months passed, so it wasn't like when he came back, it was. The same day he left, so All it's right. it's unknown how those months would have been affected.
1: So, it, huh. like it's it's really hard to say, and yeah. Like you don't you don't know anything, You yeah. you, you really don't. John- it, it, it was <laughs> it was a completely valid point, like the normal timeline. Caitlin could have been affected by the particle accelerator, or she could have been affected on the second one. Yeah. when Jesse and Wally got it affected.
2: Or, well, Wally's a yeah, question know. Mark, but or they could pull something really crazy and it could have something to do with that one random line back in season one, when, uh, fake Peter Capaldi, was it fake Peter Capaldi that he was like, it was him or somebody else that they were made a note that he wasn't in Central City or around Central City when the Particle Accelerator went off, but he was still a MetaHuman. Yeah. And, like, that was hinting that MetaHumans can come from somewhere else in this universe. And I thought that was going to have something to do with Legends, because it was, like, right before Legends, and Adam was on there. And so I was like, oh, okay. And, no, they never mentioned it again. So it could be that. Like, they they talked about in this episode how Savitar has plans for Caitlin, but it still doesn't. And I didn't say that she's the same case as Wally, so I think that that's something I think that she may be a different case than Wally or like uh the rival and stuff, but he definitely has fit her into this um That's another thing that happened a lot of just more important things happened, but Wally is a speedster now, yeah, but mm-hmm. it it came off as like a weird b plot. <laughs>
1: it really did they broke Wally out of the giant penis and then he got all vibrated.
2: <laughs> my favorite part was when they were like cutting him out of the giant cocoon and Barry's like Joe and he goes oh hey bear like just casually like you know <laughs> just working on the in the bench like just like working on a project like oh yeah just cutting your brother out of this weird <laughs> dimensional thing uh,
1: and another part that was like really quick but made me laugh was when, like, the little, the giant penis thing exploded. And, (laughs) like, HR just sits up, and these little glass shards just kind of fall out of his, like, eye like a spectacle.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) That was good.
1: It was was really funny, and I don't know if it was an intentional thing at all, but it made me laugh a lot. It was, like, a
2: funny, (laughs) like, cartoonish moment. It was pretty great. On top of him still being like, Barry, what do you think we should do? I think we should go check this out. I agree with Barry that we should go check this out. Like, <laughs> it's so noticeable.
1: <laughs> it's so funny. He just tries so hard to fit in. <laughs> like, I don't know if we should do that. Uh, and then, then, then Barry is like, no, we should do that. Yes, I agree with Barry. We shouldn't do that.
2: <laughs> he <I'm> had like <laughs> one idea they went with this week and he was so excited. He was like, yes, you went with my idea. <laughs> oh, classic HR.
1: I'm starting to like him more and more in his own weird way.
2: Like, I never hated him. It's just, like, he's definitely likable and amusing, but, like, Harry had that much more uh, in-depth connection with the team, I guess. Mm -hmm. I I think it helped – well, I guess helped and hurt him to start, but that we were just coming off reverse Flash. So, like, emotions were running really high, which made it – kind of much more worth it when they accepted him and when they all got closer because it they had a huge hurdle to get over where in this case it's just kind of more of a co- playing for comedy when he finally gets accepted Um, and I just he just kind of gelled more with it but not like he's not gelling with it it's just different you're still not my real dad Bowler Hat Wells and you kind of abandoned the Bowler Hat so can't call you Bowler Hat Wells anymore <laughs> Drumstick Wells
1: yeah that that's pretty accurate because he never not had those things
2: yeah. Like... <laughs> but, I don't know where the bowler had just abandoned it. I don't know. Classic Doctor Who thing. But yeah. Like, I, I like him. I just, I still miss Harry. Like, if we could get Harry back, I would still take him. Uh, like, I imagine Wally's going to want to contact Jesse to, you know, have some speedster sex or something. So, <laughs> oh, God. He's like, because that's to be a first, because Barry never, they will be with anyone like that, because they got rid of Peace Fizz. Um. But yeah. But next week, next week is the week, the the giant week of everything. It's gonna be amazing. I'm so excited.
1: Needs All the now. promos
2: look great. Like I just can't wait to see everyone interacting with each other. Like just the small little taste of Kara and Heatwave is kind of amazing. Because <laughs> like I I got a feeling that everyone would not necessarily have a big moment, but have some sort of interaction. But like. Those were two characters I didn't even really think about getting an interaction. was Kara and Heatwave. <laughs> I like how when they're doing the introductions, he's just eating. <laughs> like, <laughs> classic.
1: <laughs> he's always either eating or drinking. For both.
2: <laughs> uh, I actually almost forgot that we still have last week's Legends to talk about because we're a week behind until they fix the schedule after the first of the year. Yeah. Like, we just have the crossover and then the mid-season finale, and then after that we'll have everything under the same umbrella. I mean, we're making sure we have all the crossover talk at once next week, but I mean, we don't have to worry about being behind a week anymore after that.
1: Um, yeah, like I'm, I'm looking forward to that. That'll be nice.
2: What's this week? Oh yeah, this week was the Western, Western Two, Electric Boogaloo, um, and it was, it was decent. I liked it better than the last Western. I'm still not like a Western person. Yeah, I can actually. Really remember the last Western one, other than Jonah Hex being there and them getting in trouble. Um, I can't remember much about this one. I'm like ac- accidentally merging it with Westworld. Like it's plot-wise, so. the only
1: thing I can really remember being important is Ray getting the
2: the dwarf star dwarf
1: star matter for his his, his new suit that he's magically yeah. gonna have.
2: And then he made one for uh, Steel, which yeah. is cool. I like a steel. A I, I like I like uh, Steel suit. It looks cool. Um, and like at the end, the their little lead into the crossover was just they need our help. Except Sarah didn't say it like that. Would have been funny if she did. Um, and and the only other major thing I can think of though is. Uh, uh, Stein is having these weird memories yeah. of a different girl uh which that's something um, I, I,
1: I hope it leads to something important cause it feels slightly out of place at the moment because it's like suddenly we're just doing this whole like time shenanigans it might have changed your future thing and I understand that's an important thing to eventually talk about in a time travel show uh and it'll especially be interesting in the team-up, if it's addressed at all, since they're going to 2016. Uh, I'm not sure how the Legends episode's going to play out, whether they're going to time travel during it, or if it's all going to take place like in 2016 or what. But um, it'll be interesting to see how it pans out in that regard. Because, um, I, I mean, obviously they're playing it up at right now to the point where he
2: like, has a new wife basically. <laughs> or, or something, yeah. Um, Well, and that's kind of... Uh, that will be interesting to see if they address that, because they're kind of in a weird place right now where these episodes are, are both building up to the mid-season finales and the crossover. Mm-hmm. So you don't know what's what. Like, at the at the time, I mean, it should, should have seemed obvious, but, like, even at the time, I wasn't sure if Barry's message was going to have to do with the crossover or if it was going to have to do with Rip's disappearance. Um, yeah. Because it was kind of the same way last year with a lot of things is that they have two big events to lead towards. And like one of them's not only about the mid season finale, but it's about the entire season and like the other's about the crossover. And sometimes they're clear and sometimes they're not. Um, but it'll be interesting to see where it goes. Cause it was something I wasn't expecting. Um, but at the same time it kind of makes sense just because I thought it was weird slash interesting that, uh, both times they didn't try to do anything to erase Stein's memory of meeting himself. Like, all they said was pretend this didn't happen, but, like, if my future self picked me up right now and I found out I was on a superhero time ship, I would have a hard time not thinking about, like, what decisions I was making that was leading towards it or, like would i be scared of like would i be worried about making decisions that to lead towards it or would i be scared of making decisions that didn't lead me towards it like you couldn't get out of your own head with that shit there's no way
1: yeah i mean no, i, I, I get a cold agree. and i think
2: i have cancer so i mean <laughs> it's like i so i think it'll have something to do with that um, but i don't know timey-wimey man you know how it is
1: because i was always
2: wondering why they didn't Yeah, because... Do they have something for that? I feel like they do. I mean, they have a freaking pill to learn languages and shit. No, we'll find out, I guess. Uh, Maybe this will be like the reason that they do it from now on or something. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, that was... It was a solid episode. It was probably one of my lesser favorite ones, just because I'm not a huge fan of the setting.
1: Yeah, it was all right.
2: Like, I enjoyed
1: it and I liked it. It was fun. But it was, like, in the grand scheme of things, compared to a lot of the other episodes we've had this season, it was just kind of alright.
2: Yeah. But onwards to the crossover, and then probably something with Legion to do, I imagine, for the mid season. I think. I don't know what episode numbers they're at, because I think I heard, like, snarts in 8 or 9 or something. I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be mid season or when we get back. That's one yeah. thing I really want. Is I want some sort of scene where Barry finds out that like Snart ended up saving everybody, because I was kind yeah, of a I, hope, I hope so. Like, like, hey, I, we're uh, Snart. <laughs> he's,
1: he's traveling with with our friends.
2: <laughs> like, then <laughs> Joe's just like, oh hell, <laughs> like don't even tell me. <laughs> mm. <sighs> Joe's just kind of like, he's kind of like their Diggle in that way, where his Diggle's just amazed. Joe's just like, oh, fuck this nonsense. Like, just how much more can you throw at us? Uh, kind of like when Lance mentioned, like, the robot bees, and he's like, this is my life now. Oh. Classic Lance, thinking he's Prometheus, but not really. He's just a drunk. All right, but I think that's, that's actually about it for everything. For the end of time, because but next week is the week where we rush through superhero time to get to actual superhero time. It's going to be amazing, <laughs> really. Probably some more Pokemon updates. Is now it's time for...
1: Uh, f- f- final Ds? MP3? Final
2: Ds! N3P? Is this whole thing in question? <laughs> is it like that Tauros that says Moo question mark? Do we not know who we are? <laughs> <laughs> So, send in those TTMF questions for next week, and there is at least a 70% chance we will answer them. 30% chance we'll say we'll do it next week, and then do it the following one. You know how it is. is. (laughs) Moo? (laughs)